Welcome back to Hidden Power. Today we are discussing every single DLC theory that we can possibly think of. We got a new trailer last week, and today we are joined by Birdkeeper Toby. What's up, man? Hey, what's going on? I'm I'm buzzed. I'm, I've got so much energy about 100%, this. 100%, yeah. Excited about it. We have not even, the Hidden Power crew has not even discussed collectively since the trailer last week, so I'm super pumped about this. I think actually off air we were discussing that there might even be, you know, later in the episode, a nice little juicy discussion about a possible Johto DLC. While editing, I can confirm we talked about Generation 10 and the future of Pokemon for an entire hour. Uh, my name's Dusty Go-Goat. I'm with Lumios Post. What's up? Hello. And Soul Silver Art is still in Europe, faceless today with his mask. Mask on. What's up? <laughs> Let's start with this. Toby, what are your initial thoughts on the trailer that we got last week? My initial thoughts were actually that I was like horrendously underwhelmed. I was like, I, <laughs> yeah. normally when we hit DLC trailer day, I'm like, and this is a positive spin in the end, but we hit DLC trailer a day and I'm like, Okay, it's time to like, you know, get ready to get a video out today as quickly as possible. And I just watched the trailer and I was like, yeah. there's nothing here for me. Like, I kind of already knew everything. I mean, there's a couple of curiosities in the trailer, whatever. And then it was actually, I've been flirting off air with Lumio's post. We've been working. We jumped in a call and I was like, look, I got these little curiosities. And Lumi, you were just like, well, yeah, I mean, there might be a theory there if you look into that. And I sort of went, oh, well, actually actually and we spent several hours at a call and we got some videos coming up uh on my oh, yeah. channel we're gonna do just theories about and we're gonna uh, i think uh, sort of hint at and talk about a lot of that stuff on uh on the podcast today but how are you guys feeling about it how, how are you guys feeling about the uh the, the trailers I, same thing i was really underwhelmed that there are a lot of nuggets that i feel like it's I, i'm in a state of like let's wait and see what about you so i'm curious about your thoughts so i i, I mean yeah soul has been in europe I, we can't we don't know what he's thinking I was kind of more like in the boat with Toby there. Like when I first watched it, I was hyped because it was a new trailer. But at, after I was, I felt like, okay, they didn't show us anything at all. Right. <laughs> like not, they did, but they didn't. And uh, I don't know, after having some time with it though, like I just, I wrote down so many things and I was like, wow, there, there's actually good little gems in there, Ooh. I think. All right. Know? I can't wait to hear this. I these. agree. Mm. I, um... I, so I think I was actually the reverse of that. I, you know, cause we knew there was a Nintendo direct that way that day. So it was like, you know, Pokemon news is not a given in a Nintendo direct. Mm. Uh, but I was like, if there's Pokemon news, because it's a Nintendo direct, it's probably going to be really small. So my hopes going into it, soul, I think I even told you this privately and I've told you and dusty this privately, but like, like, you know, privately being off camera, but I had mentioned, uh, that my only hope was I just wanted to see more of the area. I loved that in the Isle of Armor and Crown Tundra reveal trailer, you just like, like even the poster for these regions was like a huge aerial shot of the land. And it, it wasn't like that for Kitakami and for uh, Blueberry Academy. Uh, so I got to see more of it. So I was, I was more than happy with just that. Mm. Um, but, you know, I, I can understand uh, all of y'all's thoughts of like, you know, you're you're obviously wanting the juicier stuff, right? Like we didn't even get. I kind of thought that they would reveal uh, at least the typings of the uh, the the loyal three is what they're calling them now. They did uh, give they us some hints it. on that, yeah, though. They, they right? kind of so we can play around with poison. those, right? Let's yeah. let's hop mm -hmm. let's hop right into that. So what we were given uh, with Monkey Dory, Okie Doggy, and Fezendipity. I'm getting pretty good about saying those names. What we've learned from them is that their abilities are toxic chain, right? 
So right there, everyone is assuming now that these are going to be part poison-type Pokemon. I I disagree. I, I don't know if you guys have uh, opposing thoughts, but I really think that the, that you Toxic Chain is associated... <laughs> what is it? You, you say you disagree. would disagree. <laughs> I think, listen, I think Toxic Chain, I think I think that poison attribute is really tied to their purple, what uh, the purple chain that's yeah. on them. Mm-hmm. It's actually called mm-hmm. chain, yeah. So it's, it's it's tied to that like purple appendage or whatever you want to call it that they have on them. And I think that's, I think what is going to happen is that they're going to have another form where they're freed. Very similar to like Type Null and Sil Valley. Mm. And then I think they're going to have just, I, I think w- whether they have a different ability you know they might have in this form they might have the per, uh, mm-hmm. the poison type, but I think they're gonna have some sort of like unlocked and bound form. So um, in their free form though, yeah, would, free they form. Be, would they be looking like like Power Rangers with those masks that possibly you've seen? actually yeah. like more like heroes than what they look like? Right Ooh, now? that's that sort could... of already been hinted at with Palafin, right? Like that's the yeah. same kind of oh. thing. Very much so. I, but, I it's mean, true. even, correct me if I'm wrong, because I don't remember, like, off the top of my head, but uh, with the, with the, if we're to assume that these alternate forms would be kind of what we're seeing the masks stylized after, uh, Monkey Dory's mask still has the chain on it. Mm. Does it? I, I'm 90% sure. Now, obviously, I can't tell I you for Cousin Dippity and Okie Dogie, because, mm. you know, the chain's on different parts of their bodies, but that actually does... Uh, my theory right now with them is that their typings are psychic, ghost, and fairy. And the reason I say this is because of where the chains are. With Pheasantipity, the chain is around its heart, so I'm thinking mm. fairy. Uh, with Monkey Dory, it's around its head, so heart I'm thinking gold. psychic. And Soul, then with uh, Okie Dogie, it's on its neck, so I'm thinking ghost, because like, obviously it's a little dark, but it's, it's like it's being hung. That's interesting, yeah. That's an interesting that is, that feels a bit too out there for me. Yes. But yeah. like I I do like the idea that they're maybe not poison type. Just in that like so what is it that toxic it's chain does? It it gives it where any move that does damage has a chance to badly poison. So like it, right. it showed Pheasantipity's air slash can So why poison. why do we want to give Pokemon the a poison type that probably already have an arsenal of poisoning moves this kind of ability? It would make yeah. much more sense to give that ability uh to Pokemon that don't have those access to those kind of moves to again just keep the game really really interesting. I still think like Fire, uh, fire, uh, flying for for Pheasantipity, and then I don't know mm. about the other two. Makes sense. Fighting in dark. I still think Dark is a hot contender. But what do I know? I'm the guy who said that the Reggie Drago was going to be a uh, Dark type. So <laughs> you, you should have been right though. That no. was like a valid theory. <laughs> I thought so. But hey ho, uh, yeah. But no, I like the idea that they're not poison type. I actually think I almost want to rule out poison type because of that. Yeah. But not sure about the other three. Maybe. Maybe. Not. I See, might. I might have to shoot you guys down a little bit right now, though, because there is a little bit of lore attached to it. Okay, um, hit us. So I've done extensive, like, I basically read the story of Momotaro in, like, all the different versions, and the same with the other one for Terrapagos, Terrapagos. <laughs> um, but uh, so in the story, in one of the versions, at least, when they go to fight the, the Oni, the ogres, the like so momotaro and his three loyal friends those guys who we have um here they use poison to beat them to beat the ogres Mm. 
they poison them. So but that, that explains the ability, the existence of the ability. I don't think go. that necessarily yeah. has to mean the types. But I'm kind True. of with Soul on this. Like, I think they'll have a secondary type, and that's where I'm coming up with, like, Fairy Psychic uh, Ghost. But I think I am with Soul and like, yes, it would be nice if they didn't give the, uh, if they gave Poison Chain to a non-Poison Pokemon. But, like, at the end of the day, like, this is this is Pokemon. Sometimes they take the op the obvious route, you know. Yeah. That, Sometimes that the poison type gets poison chain. So these so with these Pokemon, what, what are we assuming they're going to be flying poison, uh, you know, fighting poison, dark poison, or or would they be more like? Have we just thrown it out of the? Have we just thrown it out that they're going to be fire, grass, water? It's funny you say that. It does seem like that was the consensus when they were revealed. Yeah. And then for some reason, once people find out they have poison chain, they're like, well, they can't be grass, water, fire. I, 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 I never thought they were going to be grass, fire, water. I always thought that they Me would either. at least be part dark type. Uh, yeah. However, that might be like, because we've just had the Quartet of Ruin and like we right. just had Zarude and like dark. maybe this is, is a lot. Like, uh, So maybe not. Um, Ogre Pond like, might be dark grass. Yeah, Ogrepon might be as well. I really don't want to like. I, I, I honestly don't know the types. I think Pheasant Dipity is probably part flying at least, but uh, I think be. Poison is the one type that I'm like. They are not Poison. That's the ability that they use to take on the Oni. Yeah. Like it's just in the story. I hope so, and I, I think it's very possible still. I think that people are getting really caught up on it them being poison mm. type but we we can't know really it could be either or i think it's a 50 50 well what toby just said keeps this like i don't know because to me maybe it's just because you know I, I like the competitive aspect of pokemon so i'm excited to learn typings and stuff but i am always like all right look it's not a new type so just tell us the type like it's yeah. not like they're gonna be like oh the light type and they have the light type they're not gonna do that so just tell us the type did you see that silly they're fueling us. rumor the one which one like I don't know the most recent one that was posted on Twitter or whatever, but it was like Dusty, I think Dory. you posted it. <laughs> Maybe. Monkey Dory was like an ice poison type, and I'm like, I mean, that's like new, right? That's fun. That but would be cool. At, yeah. at the same time, it, it's just so fake. <laughs> it's so fake. It's funny. It's a 4chan rumor. Oh, I, I mean, I have ghost it right here. poison, that's only done by Gengar, right? No. Well, ghost poison, yes. yes. Yeah, ghost poison, yeah. Mm -hmm. Sorry. Yeah. And, I mean, you know, so, so I'd like that. I, I do like the idea. New types. Yeah, new types would be great. I do like the idea of like a poison trio. That sounds actually kind of cool. Um, mm -hmm. But I'm just I'm thinking about what Toby just said right there. Right, we use poison to defeat the legendary or to defeat the threat ogre pond. To me, right, it it the ogre pond has to be fairy grass type in that sense. That's a four time uh, weakness to poison. That's one of one of the things I'm definitely gonna point out in the coming days. I, well I do be. think. I do think that it's probably a grass fairy type, yes. Yeah. Can because we, of that. So I, I wanted to ask you about this because I'm writing mm -hmm. this script or I've just finished writing the script for this video with Lumi uh, that will come out in the next couple of weeks um, about giants and ogres and oni. Because like clearly when you look at it, it's like, oh, that's an oni. And the island it's on is inspired by, I think people will most commonly know it from uh, the, the game Akami, where there's the oni island, which is the, mm -hmm. the giant yeah. face. But obviously that's part of the story. It all um, comes from the same story, yeah. All comes from the same stuff, but then the naming that we're getting is obviously ogre pon, and it's using the word the the, the ogre there, and mm -hmm. it's set on this island. Whereas there is this giant mountain head, so we got this idea of ogres and giants, which is something that giants has been a thing for the last couple of generations. We've seen a lot of ties into that, but I don't think of oni and giants as being the same. And so I I don't know. I was just wondering if you had any kind of insights on that. 
Not not really. I think the only reason that they changed the name, like they're not going to go with Oni, is because Oni is like literally a demon, and they don't want to go like the demonic route for for a kid's Pokemon. Sure, I mean, but sure. have they not already in Japanese? Because mm-hmm. I did think it was interesting when Toby was saying that. I looked it up, and Ogre Pond's Japanese name is still Ogre Pond, oh, which is yeah. interesting. But I, it, it, just because obviously visually, when you look at it, it is not. A big Pokemon by the looks of it. The island is yeah, big. The right. face is big. It's giant. It's ogreish. Uh, and I think, though, the, at the same time, there is also the car. There's the the imagery that's on the the. There's like the signpost, and in that, it does look substantially bigger than the other three Pokemon. Um, yeah. So I don't know. Yeah, I'm just thinking true. about it. I look at it, and I'm like, well, it's Ogre Pond. Pond to kind of suggest cute and sweet and less threatening, and yet. There's all these tie in, ties to gigantism, the, you know. Yeah. So I'm wondering about that. There's there's so much uh, there's so much lore that they can pull from, and there's so much that they're mixing together. So mm. like the thing is with giants, they're usually um, described as yokai. So and a yokai is again a demon kind of thing. So mm. like so a oni and a yokai, they're similar. I'm not a Japanese expert by any means, but for the things that I've seen, you know, I. I can see them mixing all this stuff together. And then the whole thing with him being bigger than the rest, that that one image is definitely telling of that. I mean, it could just be an artistic um, sure. thing. But now that you pointed it out, it does kind of sound like I was just thinking about it when you were talking that it could become bigger and be like a Titan, actually, because we have had Titan Pokemon. Mm-hmm. Um, I know, think we've discussed that before. I, I like that idea a lot. Right. The thing is, is that they had them in the base game, so yeah. why wouldn't they have like at least one? And, and Ogre Pond could be yeah. the one Titan. And it that also we makes. I mean, we've also done plenty of theories on Terrapagos being giant, right? My brain why just did why a, would that not so, be a Titan? Also, if it's the hidden area, the hidden treasures of Area Zero, the tra- and it's a grass type. Is it possible mm-hmm. that Titans are made from the Herba Mystica? Is it possible yes. that the Herba Mystica is somehow part of this Pokemon in I its grass element? Or that's cool. Something like that. That's like what's 100%. growing out of its toes. Yeah, yeah, no, that was one of the first things when I saw Ogrepan and like it being related to to uh, the Area Zero in general. Like that's where the Herba Mystica comes from. So somehow, like I don't know if it's the the origin of of uh, Herba Mystica or if it like got some and it became like Herba Mystica, but I think that it's, it has a tie to it. So actually, mm. that's all really good about it becoming a Titan or becoming bigger. That's very highly likely in my mind now. Mm. Maybe just because maybe the grass type is there because it's an ogre and ogres are similar to onions. Yeah, that's true. They <laughs> have a lot of layers. Layered. <laughs> very layery. He is layered, man. What's his face look like? I need that's to true. See. That's true. I hope it's not. I hope it's not too cute. The face behind it, like it. I hope it doesn't make me go. Oh, I hate this thing now. Yeah. I, I think it will be because the point of it is it's. I think it's the part of the name Pon from the minimal Google research I've done. From the minimal research I've done, suggests that it's like um Pon is to suggest like cute and sweet. Yeah, and it's so like this a is suffix in Japanese. It, this yeah. is like cute giant cute ogre and like that's obviously a juxtaposition in and of itself we it can be cute so uh, we're going to talk more about this uh lumi i don't want to say too much but we are definitely going to talk more about specifically the mountain head itself and gigantism in pokemon so we've got that video coming out in the near future on my channel which i'm very excited about um but yeah i just think it's a really interesting choice to have this focus on giants and then it 
it's a small giant. Well, how does that work? You know, he grows. I don't know. I like that. It, it would be cute. I think it should be mm. because the the mask is more fearsome, and they also yeah. talk about it being a fearsome mask. So like, mm. you know, whatever's behind it. And then there's the whole, um, there's another tale of Chuten Doji, I think is what it's called. And it's like a boy who became like the worst Oni, but he was just like a regular boy. I think that like, that's where- Is that what the Cadabra story yeah. is based off of? Uh, I don't know. That's like the first know. thing that my head went to. Cause you know, Cadabra, so, isn't that the one where the, the boy woke up as a Cadabra one day? Oh yeah, yeah. that is a good Maybe. point. Maybe. I-, I mm. These are like normal tales for, you know, Japanese people. Like they, they grew up with this stuff. Like for me, you know, this is the first time I heard of it in, you know, oh, 30s. So it's just Man, like, I grew up with Johnny Appleseed. That ain't fair. That's <laughs> yeah, right. so much cooler, you know? <laughs> Peter Cottontail. Boring. Yeah. They're all right. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yeah. So I think, you know, it could, it, he could be like a little boy that became this ogre. In, in some mm. way, or mm. only, I guess. Yeah, and the story yeah. is that he basically he is like falsely the villain of the story. Mm-hmm. Where he's actually like well, maybe like good intentioned. And now we're gonna catch him in a pokeball and yeah. him prison in him in Pokemon Home for yeah. five years. He's transformed wait. by the mask, <laughs> and I think it's either the mask or the power of Herb and Mystica that's maybe within the mask, or somehow inhabits this Pokemon is. That's the first treasure, hidden treasure of Area Zero that's got out there into the world, likely as a result of the very, like, exchange program festival thing that you're doing. I'm guessing is how that mask got out to Kitakami in the first place. Yeah, and you can even mm-hmm. see, uh, I mean, from the very first trailer when we saw Ogre Pond, you do see uh, crystals, right? Area Zero type in the, crystals in the, in the mask. mask. So yeah. there's... Yeah, I, I think... Are we still believing that there's going to be some sort of like Terra hat, Terra Max type of transformation where the Pokemon takes on a new formation? Because what they could do is just, you know, have these legendaries do that, but then it still takes the form of like a Titan. So it changes form, but it also gets big. Hmm. I, I never know. thought about them getting big too, but yeah, I definitely think they will be like, you know, like the, the Gigantamax to Dynamax. Like where it's for a special forms for exclusive Pokemon. Mm, I think that'll yeah. be here because like because there was a one of the about that. biggest things to me is that there is a uh, I can't remember if I mentioned this on the episode we record with Soul last week or if it was the week before when it was just you and me, Dusty. But uh, if you look at the the TCG, they've announced a set in Japan that's going to come out in October, and uh, that set, um, if we'd assume because of Regulation D only running through September that teal mask is going to drop before october then uh which everybody seems to be on board with i mean joe merrick even said that he Mm -hmm. buys into that uh so and he's like a skeptic on those things so uh when joe says it i i take it as the truth but anyways there's a set dropping in october which would imply that it is like the tie-in set to the teal mask and they announced that in it will be charizard blastoise and venusaur ex cards but they did not show what those cards are. And so, oh, like, my belief is yeah, those are totally yeah. going to be special forms. Because one is the Kanto starters, you know. Yeah, Game and that Freak matches with the other the Kanto rumor, starters. unfortunately. Hmm. What's yeah, the other so, rumor? So oh, the, my gosh. So there was a this. rumor... There was a rumor posted on our post on 4chan like in 2021 predicting that Generation 9 would take place in Atlantis. 
and it would have to do with the hands of time and time travel. So those are already two ticks, I think. Um, mm-hmm. And then the other thing that it said, well, basically, the Atlantis is like Mediterranean, but it also is confirmed because I'm pretty sure the code name for the Blueberry Academy is Atlantis. No, Area Zero, but yes. Yes, sorry, yeah. And so that matches up. And then the, the, the third one was that the Charizard Blastoise Venus, where we're going to get new forms. Ancient, mm. ancient it, forms, it, it which could be said, paradox. It actually did not say that. It said Bulbasaur, Squirtle, and Charmander were oh, getting did it? new evolutions. Lumi is so on top of it. He's like, I will not <laughs> let this no, be this, real. Lumi, I will not this, this, this potentially rumor speculative information get any more speculative. No, no, no. <laughs> look, look, because see, this is this is this is what Dusty likes to do, and this, this is, is this what, is what I don't like to do you. anything. This is why people get on you on Twitter, Dusty. He wants to pick all those things. He told you all those Guys, things that are true there, in this little 4chan link. He left out the 50% of it. That is total bullcrap. Yeah, but that that information being posted in 2021, right? I don't, I don't, I'm too far from, I'm, I'm too removed from actually reading the post the last time I read it. But from what I recall, everything, <laughs> it's like, it, you can't just okay. guess that stuff. It's too consistent. Can I, can I give you my uh, Atlantis conspiracy theory that yeah. me and Lumi, this, this is the moment that um, me and Lumi, we were doing our script. This is for our uh, other video that's coming out uh, on my channel, the uh, What About the Indigo Disc? And we had this moment of like, wait, but you, you, did you just have the same realization? Oh my God, we did. And uh, Soul specifically, I want to, because I've not seen you post about this on Twitter yet. So Atlantis is like this kind of code name for, what did you say, for Area Zero? Yeah. Yep. Okay. And obviously, when you look to the Indigo Disc, big paradisical, if that's the word, uh, city out in the ocean, this biome out in the ocean, the, the ter- Terrarium, um, where these Pokemon are living and it's like a complete paradise. It's very Atlantis-esque and you've got this technology in order to control the environment like this. You've got this technology that seems to be uh, very godly and it all ties into the story of Atlantis. Now, we've just met uh, Cyrano, who is the leader of the Blueberry Academy and everyone's noticed the like on his scarf you've got the hone edge symbol and a lot of people have gone like oh maybe that means he's got hone edge on his team some people are like oh maybe it's like he's got a regional form of hone it you know but then clara and the dust stocks that yeah, didn't those happen. are speculative ignore all of that that's not <laughs> why he's wearing the scarf he's wearing the scarf because hone edge age slash and dublade all have pocket centuries talking about specifically age slash uh, how they belong to kings like they recognize mm. the uh kingness of a character and uh he is the king. He is the leader of the Blueberry Academy. Or in other words, he is the king of Atlantis. And this is how we know he has Terrapagos. Because the king of Atlantis was Atlas, who is the guy who he's the god who holds the world on his shoulder. And what is Terrapagos? It's the world turtle that holds wow. the world on its back. So that's the link. Sol, did you know that? Yeah. Toby's, Toby's just trying to impress <laughs> Soul Silver. <laughs> I did know that. I probably I probably didn't tag you in it, but so before oh my gosh, I I'm sorry Dang to go into all this. <laughs> try <laughs> again, before, try again. Before um the DLC was announced, I went into all of the Atlas and Atlantis stuff. So it, nobody was paying attention at that point in time. So sure, it's sure. what it is. But yes, I totally agree. Like I was like it's it's atlas i can't believe it he it's like the world turtle and it holds the world on its back and it's i thought it was gonna just like blow everyone's minds but i don't know i mean no, that, i think that's that confirmed now i think he is 
Atlas. He is the Pokemon. That's where he's taking a lot of inspiration from is if he is if he's the king or the leader of the Blueberry Academy, and he might literally be a king or of a kingly lineage like Pokemon's dabbled with uh, kings before. Aja Slash literally has a Pokedex entry talking about a fallen king of Galar that it belongs to. Yeah, he to. could be the ancestor... Um, of like the ancient Paldean king as well. He could be with, with the, where it was brought to ruin. Uh, what that says to me though is that this guy Cyrano is due uh, some kind of fall because uh, the story of Atlantis, of course, is that ultimately yeah. it disappears and it falls and the technology is lost. Uh, mm. So my guess is that he has Terrapagos, and that obviously lines up with, with his character design. But I think he has it and has been using it the hidden treasure of area zero to create the terra arium if that's the right way to say that yeah i really I wonder <laughs> say it again i said they made that hard to pronounce but because it's it's just they, they, they took of off one r pronounce. so mm. it's is it the terrar the terror it can't just be terrarium or i think it's terrarium now because i'm thinking like terrastal yeah. It, it was really funny because me and Luby, we were in this call, we were doing this script, and we were like, "Oh man, so hang on, if he's a king, like a king, Atlantis, who was the king of Atlantis? Like we don't know." And we just like look it up, and we're like, "Atlas, Atlas, Atlas, Atlas," and we just like so locked cool. eyes in the call, like, "Isn't he the god that holds the world on his on his shoulder?" Yeah, the turtle has the world on its back. And it was great. It was, <laughs> no, I, I think that's very clearly mm. intentional, and that's what the Hone Edge is about. Especially, to just yeah, to that. right. Like, I think that I was the that big puzzle piece, too, together. was Hone Edge and its connection with King's Falling. And then, you know, not only is Atlas this guy out of the world, but Atlas is the king of Atlantis, a fallen empire. I mean, there's there's so many, like connections and man it, it, the, another cool thing about that toby was i felt like that was like a loxton moment for us like you know how loxton <laughs> will be able to find like the small speck on a pokemon he'll be like no yeah, let yeah, me yeah. tell you how this speck connects to this story where and you know like i mean he's just insane with mm-hmm. that so that's why i was so proud that like we had I that moment because it was, was like cool it was it was like this is definitely it like there's too much here they put so much thought here Poseidon and Atlantis and uh, Atlas. This is all Greek mythology, right? This is that's yeah. what that is kind of zoned mm-hmm. in. The Have names had... might be Roman, though. Some of them, like I know Poseidon, yeah. them, but it's, I don't because well, it was Plato that wrote about Atlantis. Was he uh, Greek or Roman? He was sure. Greek. Not sure. He was Greek. Greek. Oh, he was yeah. Greek. Okay. And so, and that's just interesting because obviously we've seen a lot of Norse mythology in uh, in Pokemon. Uh, we've seen a lot of different mythologies. We've lot of seen a lot of Shinto mythology. Have we seen a lot of Greek mythology prior? Obviously, we've got the spear pillar, but then again, that more ties into the, that's the Shinto I side. I would no, say and no. you know what? I was I was thinking when we were talking about Ogre Pond earlier. I was thinking them taking this approach of making it cutesy and also making it grass type. To me, the first thing I thought, I'd, I'm not as smart as you two, so I did not pick up on Herbomestica. But where okay. my brain went was, oh, so they're not trying to make it like a mischievous spirit, like a demon. They're trying to go for a cuter mischievous spirit, like a nymph, which is, you know, Greek in origin. Mm. Or it's like a woodland mm. spirit. Yeah. Um, You've, ooh. There is something. Hang on, I gotta look it up. Give me a second. I gotta, I gotta Google this. Yeah. So the the, the thing that I keep thinking, I'm like, you know, these all sound like really great uh, connections, but I'm curious, like, how the actual story is gonna run out because now that we've been sitting with Scarlet and Violet for quite, you know, enough time, um, I, I'm starting to like almost 
crave and be nostalgic for linear Pokemon games. And I wonder what the DLC is really going to be like. I wonder, I keep thinking like, oh, we have not seen Area Zero once. The climax of the games of each of these DLCs are going to be in Area Zero or have something to do with that. Um, but is it is the rest of the DLC really just going to be like a fetch quest? Is there going to be like what's I don't know if you guys have given this any thought. If you I, I mean, see the part of uh, the trailer that has Terrapagos, yeah, um, it seems to be an Area Zero because if you look behind Terrapagos, you can see the Area Zero crystals. I mean that's speculative, but yeah. I also think that's why they did like close up on Terrapagos, sure. whereas Ogre Pond they had it zoomed out and showed him like on that stage and everything. It's because he's an Area Zero, but they don't want to just go ahead and reveal, hey, you're going to yeah. be able to see more of it. Because there's, I mean, even more than Terrapagos, there's uh, there's so many mysteries in Area Zero, like all the different plates and carvings and stuff you can find down there. Yeah, uh, there's the fact that we still don't know the Pokemon that attacked uh, Arvin's Mabossif. So, mm. oh, that's Mabossif. interesting. Could um, it have it, been Ogrepan? I mean, you know, I that, wouldn't think so because it's in Kitakami. Yeah, think, yeah. I'm thinking it's, and this is not original to me. This was actually a YouTube commenter um, on one of my videos. I don't even remember which one that said this. Uh, but they said that they think it was one of the paradoxes of the beast or the sword. Or the that could be cool. I could see that. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah and I like I mean, that a lot. I got a real kick out of, I'm looking at these. Uh, screenshots from the latest DLC trailer uh, where the camera is like underneath all of these Pokemon we're like in the swamp in the marsh with Wooper you mm-hmm. know Jotonian Wooper mind you there's there's mm-hmm. Yanma I, I, I think it's like I'm like are they trying to make this like more cinematic than it is are they trying to make this look like Legends Arceus I don't think the gameplay is going to feel like this um, it was cool it was really cool to get to lo- take a look at actual gameplay for some of these locations because mm-hmm. I wasn't confident we were actually Well, you got that. a little bit more with the Snorlax footage. I know, that was funny. <laughs> mm-hmm. that, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah um, I... Go ahead, Sol. No, I'm, I'm still back on Atlas, I mean. <laughs> <laughs> Dusty just keeps going 100 miles per hour. But I don't know what you were going to say, Lumi, but to, to answer your question, I'm of like almost of two minds with the like, what is the DLC actually going to be like? Because okay. for me, the the amount of lore and stuff and mysteries, let's say, is like incredibly more than what it's been before in my mind. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't know. It just seems like there's just so much going on. And that is what actually scares me. There's so much going on that they could do and that could be just absolutely amazing. <laughs> but and then that's the, the I'm just like is there too much and it's just going to be really simple so I'm like I don't know which which one it'll be but mm. nah, I, I get that like Sword and Shield's DLCs to me felt you know they were their own contained stories uh, which I did really like but these do in a lot of ways feel like direct sequels to Sword and Shield yeah or not Sword and Shield uh, Scarlet and Violet there's still the mysteries of like Scarlet and Violet like right that's what I'm saying and like they're going to be answered in DLC I mean even like uh um, you know, because we're we're probably going to get the whole thing about paradoxes, like why Heath was able to see paradoxes. I imagine we'll get that addressed because Arvin brings it up, you know, in like the the epilogue, if you will, yeah. of Scarlet and Violet. Uh, then I, like I said, I think we'll find out what happened to Arvin's mob boss of like what Pokemon attacked it. There's still, you know, potentially we might see more of the uh, 
the paradoxes, like we might see the other two paradoxes for Entei and Raikou. Or I think we definitely will. I don't mm. think we're done with Sada and Jiro. I think, I think, really? uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I think, I think even if it's a case that we're going to see Chiro in Scarlet and Sada in Violet, like I, I think, because we know they exist in the world and we just don't quite know what happened to the, that alternate parent. Um, I don't think it's anywhere out of the realm of possibility that, they might exist somewhere, whether that's at the Blueberry Academy, whether that's deep within Area Zero. There is, I believe, uh, parts of Area Zero we haven't seen. There's like in the book, there's uh, yeah. this kind of, is it an artist's interpretation? Is it not like this idea of the giant crystal chasm they found? Mm. I think the room as well with the, the sort of circles and triangles where you catch Iron Valiant and uh, Roaring Moon, I think that room is like, I, I think that area is... I mean, what it makes me think of is it makes me think of like alien, um, what are they called? Uh, crop, like crop circles. The Whoa, idea that this area is like a portal to another part of Area Zero, okay. or maybe it opens up somehow. I think there's that's also, very possible. There's a there's a cave on the other side of the research station mm -hmm. that, like, you walk in, there's nothing. Because when I was trying to find, because mm. you know they kind of tuck away uh, Roaring Moon and Iron Valiant's cave. So when I was trying to find a Roaring Moon to complete mm. my decks i i found like this one cave because i heard it was near the third research station and i went in and it was just this room and spent, like there was nothing in there i spent so but, much time in that room because i thought that's where iron valiant showed up yeah For i probably think like i did a too week. right yeah i think i did too i think <laughs> i spent quite some time in there but then i remembered like the picture of it had like a waterfall in the back so i was mm. like this can't be the right room so i'm i'm so I definitely would like to see Sada and Toro more, but Arvin does kind of have a... I feel like he has closure in his story right now. So, like, what would the purpose of bringing them back be? I guess I would say well, to, find, I think to, to get more I think answers. Fill in those blanks. Yeah, there's yeah. a lot of those blanks that, like, um, in terms of, like... So, but then definitively, like, how did the Paradox Pokemon get here? And yeah. um, what's the deal with the robots? And, like, how does the alternative parent feel about the fact mm. that the other parent is a robot and has died or whatever? And, I, you know, and actually for Arvin, a potential happier ending. Like, I think where, where it's like, oh, my gosh, my other parent's still here. I didn't even know. Like, I think that could be a really nice thing. Yeah, that's true. Well, and not um, only that, but I... I vaguely remember some dialogue. I only played through Scarlet and Violet the one time. Like, I haven't gone back and replayed. But uh, I, um, because I just used the same save file. Uh, but I vaguely remember, like, when, because at the end, you know, they are like, uh, you know, Nimona, you're the class president. Organize the Academy Ace Tournament. And they're like, Penny, uh, you're going to work for the League now because you were able to hack their system and all this. I, I vaguely remember, like, Arvin kind of saying something along the lines of, well, everybody's got some use but except me so you know mm, there is like okay. a character arc there for him finding like his purpose his purpose yeah i like that i a lot. definitely i definitely see them being in the dlc as well people think like they're just not gonna be in it or just they have to be them. i mean no they, they will they are main like different main characters aren't for the mona's players. parents like in the data mine or something <laughs> that is not confirmed there, there's not confirmed? people there are people okay. that we know that are in the data mine but it's not confirmed to be her parents it's yeah because it was like it was someone speculated. named billy and someone named onair because mm -hmm. together they're billionaire billionaire oh yeah, they, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> i enjoyed that for all oh, we yeah. know that could have just been cut content like we don't know well i hate why, that so. if it is i want yeah. billy and onair are going to be the best 
characters and all but they're the new the Larry. I think also we gotta we gotta look at like so when it comes to like the last DLCs we had, which were obviously the Crown Tundra and Isle of Armor, um, what did they provide other than story? Which is like so for the Isle of Armor there was that battle uh thing in that you could go to the dojo and you could yeah, you know test boring, out competitive yeah. teams, that kind of thing. Now that to me reads as something that we're getting with the Blueberry Academy. Like that's totally. the bit of the surface. And that's something I could see Penny's story tying into as a way of like coordinating uh battles for across also the Nimona, two academies. Nimona also. Oh mm-hmm. Nimona as well, yeah, right? Totally. Like battle centric. <laughs> and then you've got um in the I love uh, in the Crown Tundra as obviously there's you know legendary Pokemon hunting and there's also the Max Raid dens or lair. Um, like in this, we've got this terrarium. Are there going to be legendary Pokemon scattered yeah. about? What or, or is is what is that the purpose of it? They tend to like you to be able to catch every legendary Pokemon within a generation. Now I don't know if that trend will stay true here simply because of the way that Pokemon home now once again integrates where you could transfer in and out mm-hmm. and that they might just be like, you know what that big boss rush thing that's at the end of the crown tundra. We don't need it for the, for this one. Oh, that's um, but maybe it, based on the precedent of like the last four or five generations, they might feel the need to cram legendaries in there. And if so, I assume that will be there. Um, and then Kitakame seems like a, a a way to get Hisuian forms. Like I just think that's mm-hmm. like they're all going to be there, like that kind of thing. At least um, the evolutions. Like I, I at least mm-hmm. will be able to evolve a Stantler there. I think so. I I, I think, I think so that's so. the kind of thing we'll see. Because uh, like clearly, then they're using the other parts of the Terrarium to have like you know here's your Alolan forms, here's your Galarian forms, that kind of thing. Um, that's cool. I love that. By the way. Yeah. Yeah. Do you guys, well, you guys think we're getting we're, like we're getting new Pokemon, right? Yeah, I thought we would see some in the trailer, but I, we're I new Pokemon, think, right? I think we're definitely getting some new Pokemon. There's not a they never release games without some sort of new Pokemon, which I guess we already do have some legendary Pokemon, which count for that. But I feel like it's <laughs> I feel like regional forms, evolutions, whatever you want to call it. I actually I don't think regional forms. Just do you think because get convergence. I don't well, think. Well, for regional either. forms, the reason I don't think so is because. It, well, for one, you know, obviously they cut back on regional forms a little bit this uh, generation, and I do think it was just for j- this generation because uh, I think the idea was they're having, um, you know, like the paradoxes in a way, like in terms of design concept, are similar to regional forms in the sense that they're not drawing up a new design, they're taking mm-hmm. an original design and, you know, building off that. Um, so I think that's why there weren't as many regional forms, but I don't think there will be going forward because, like, uh, not going forward, but in this DLC because they wouldn't be Paladin form, so they'd have to they'd have to make a whole new section of regional Pokemon, mm. right? It'd have to be here's Kitakami and Geodude. I, or why whatever. would they not here's do Lubarian that? Barbarian Mamoswine, which just sounds <laughs> dumb, there's no difference between that and the Hisuian form. So I think I, I don't think that's a reason why they would not do that. I would love some I Kitakami and Pokemon. I strongly agree with Lumi on this one because that that's you guys really agree. That's logically. Yeah, logically, it just it doesn't make sense. Even like, um, how does it logically not make sense? What he just explained, but also uh, practically, practically, it doesn't make sense. All of that, like, they have to they have to make up something that mm. is an extra thing to the whole. Again, you have to remember this game. is DLC, not a brand new game. But yeah, yeah. I was gonna say that Plus too. With side. What you were saying, Dusty, is 
he, Dusty was like, they always add new Pokemon in a new game. Yeah, this is not a new game. This right. is an add-on. All right, so um, yeah. but all the right. plus side is we know, f- well, we don't know for a fact, but we we I think everyone in this uh, little chat room believes that we will at least get paradoxes of Entei, Raikou, Jirachi. Yeah, I think so. I'm kind of over that. I think that's a cool idea, but I, I, after we discussed it on a couple episodes ago, I'm kind of like over the idea because I'd almost rather something else. Really? Oh, I'm, I, I was dude, over give me a Dragon Entei. What are you care. talking about? No, no it makes sense. It makes sense, and it's probably going to happen, but I think, what do I want? Probably some, some different paradox. If you're not in a world where you're like, I need to see a Dragon Entei and a Dragon oh, Raikou from the ancient past, I don't know what you want. <laughs> like, what, 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 I what might just be numb to the idea. I will might be, be numb to the, all the fan art. Will they be different kind of dinosaurs? Like, will they also be like Raptor-like, like uh, Walking Wake? Or like, will we get a Pterodactyl they just, uh, Entei and a, and a Stegosaurus? They um, could do that. They they just need to have yeah. some sort of attribute from whatever was in the original, like the the drawn depiction of the Pokemon, yeah, of the yeah, fused yeah. Pokemon. Um, no, I I did see some art this morning. Someone made a a future uh, Entei. I saw that. And it yeah. so that was the best one I've ever seen. Yeah. For a future one too, that's impressive. I'm yeah. not a fan of futures. I, I was saying this to you off call, Umi. I think we're gonna get Terrakion and Entei alongside the Kitakame DLC, and I think Ooh, we're gonna cool. get Kabalion and Raikou alongside the uh, Blueberry Academy DLC, and that is just simply because uh, Blueberry Academy is. You know, again, this idea of future and past. Kitakami is the past. Blueberry Academy is the future. You've kind of got that technology side would work with a lightning creature and a uh, cyborg Kabalion. So, so they're going to think- divvy it up a little bit. They're going to divvy it up where we where um, we have both future and past paradox of the legendary beast trio, and then also no, both. I don't think so. I I I think I, I just think we'll get like. The future Terrakion and the past Entei in okay. Kitakame, because I just think they'll be a slightly better fit for that environment, and then I think we'll get uh, a the the future Cabalion and the past Raiko in uh, Blueberry Academy. Okay, yeah. You had explained it to me, but I I forgot. So explain again why you think those pairs specifically. Oh yeah, that's because the legendary beasts and the legendary swords of justice have like they're they're like. They have similarities in that their heights are the same. So Verizion yeah, and Suicune right. are a that's pair. Verizion oh. and Suicune have the same height. Terrakion and Entei have the same height. And Raikou and Kabalion have the same height. Super that's weird connection right. for them to have. And then also when you look at the kind of... trivia. How the did you law, find that you know, out? It's super bizarre. I've just known it for a while. I don't <laughs> the know. The man but... just knows it. He he didn't look it up when he was on call with me. He literally just went, oh, well, I actually, I think it'll be like this. I know that. And he goes, yeah, because they have the same height. And he just said, knew it off the top of his head. Toby, Hang that on. might actually be something that Soul has not tweeted out yet. So on, I yeah. want to double tell this. But they also, there's the similarity of the, like, the fact that um, Raikou, Entei, and Suicune come about as a, as a result of a great fire in which, you know, Pokemon are saved to, um, you know, but some are not. And then Keldeo also has lore tying into that kind of same idea of, like, a, I think a forest fire and, like, Pokemon getting saved. There's some similar... Yeah, here we go, yeah. Kabalion... Oh, sorry, I, I apologize. I lied to you all. Oh, no. Kabalion and Entei are the same height. Okay. Verizion and Suicune and Terrakion and Raikou. So actually, so I believe bizarre. is that Raikou and Terrakion will exist in the same space and the uh, Kabalion and Entei. 
but it's a weird connection between the two I like two it trios. because I didn't know that Kabalion, to me always felt like the the trio leaders the yeah leaders. Yep. um now I know okay. there are people Mm-hmm. I, I, okay, so I think Suicune's like the no. Suicune's like the proud commander. Yeah, right. Suicune's the leader. No, Suicune's the most popular, but not the leader. I actually, no, it is the leader. Like, like in law, if they had a fan club, if they had a fan club, it'd be Entei. See, for me, I think the only reason I think that is because, um, as a uh, as a kid, I got into Pokemon because of the anime. That's where I started. And, like, to me, the Entei movie, it just was this force. And That's I didn't true. feel like Suicune was that in the anime. Like, it was still very powerful, of course. But I didn't feel like it was quite the level Entei was. But then the funny thing is, Entei's imagined. <laughs> but it's just, it's stuck in my head. Wait. First up. <laughs> so I actually watched the third movie today, which is super wild. I don't, I'm not, I, I, I swear I don't live my life, like, watching the movies on repeat. But I just watched the third <laughs> movie today. So first up, Suicune is the first one of the three to appear in the animated series That's um true. as part of like ash she's it and it's like oh this mystical moment he's entered johto what was that pokemon mm. in crystal suicune's got uh, obviously there's additional text talking about how the unknown share a special connection to suicune and there's this idea that Ho doesn't have the ability to actually revive other pokemon it was channeling the power of the unknown to create these these Pokemon because we know that the unknown can do that with Arceus, Dialga, Palkia, Giratina, they do it in the Sinjo. Um, the Ho-Oh was sort of merely willing it as a result of the sadness of the people of Ecritique. Um, but Suicune is like officially, I think, stated to sort of be the first of the three that was created. Huh. Um, the creation, cool. obviously, of these creatures and even when the unknown create Entei in the third movie is seems to be through crystal structures and obviously Suicune has a giant crystal on its head um in yeah. pokemon crystal Suicune, uh they talk about like oh when you catch it uh isween is like hey i'm butchering that name is like hey this pokemon makes uh the rainbow pokemon appear uh and then you have to go off and catch entei and raiko to to get that to happen so i think there's like mountains of evidence for Suicune is like the leader i agree then entei it's just like Okay, but he talks a lot, and I want him to be my dad. Like, <laughs> I, you know, I agree. And I, have I daddy agree issues. with you, yeah. but it's like it's one of those things where, like, you know, as a kid, you'll see something a certain way, yeah, and yeah. It, it becomes a staple. Like for some reason, to this day, like even though I mean, you know, even aside from all that, the fact that Suicune got its own game, it's a mascot of the game, but Entei and Raikou are not, is enough mm. proof to say Suicune is the leader. But for some reason, my brain's just like, nope. Entei's the leader. Entei's got this landing like, one. It's Suicune like a proud Pokemon. Like the leader. That's all it is. Well, okay. and I think it was also like hammered it, in a little bit for me that they paired. You would think they'd pair again, Toby. The heights thing is brilliant and definitely what they're doing. But like, I would have still thought that Suicune and Cabalion would have been paired together for their mm. paradoxes. Because I love. I, I, I've just read the dumbest bit of trivia on this. Sorry to kind of. I want to hear it. Please. No, I want to hear it. This is so the same source, Norbopedia, that gave me the the you know. So we we got to take everything with a pinch of salt, but I believe them on the heights. That says the Cabalionente Raiko Suicune, you know, that they share height. Two bits of trivia up. It says the initials of the three beasts are the same as the initials for the three Hoenn games: Ruby, Sapphire, Emerald. <laughs> that's that's not trivia. That's not trivia. <laughs> What's oh my gosh! You know that what I just realized? Either. What the the three beasts. 
and the three Hoenn games all have vowels in their names. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were serious. I knew it wasn't serious. You played it well. I can make a video about that. Ruby, Sapphire, Emerald, Royco. They're all, Wait, Toby, they're all legendaries. Let's scrappy here and let's focus on this. Yeah, our videos <laughs> suck. This is the one we've got to do. <laughs> Uh, I do I like the gonna, uh, I do on. like the link between so like how Ho we're talking about like Ho -Oh using unknown to revive these Pokemon. I don't know what it is, but like that feels a very similar to whatever we're imagining uh, the source of these paradox Pokemon are. Right, reviving mm -hmm. things from the past, or maybe like reinterpreting, reimagining, and using yeah. crystals to do so yes, is obviously exactly. a big core element of that. Yeah. Well, I, now. There is something about Ho I wanted to talk about in relation to kind of our Johto discussion, but I didn't know if we were ready to move on to that yet or whether you guys wanted to keep DLCing for a bit. You know what? Let's do a little Johto and then we'll go back yeah. to DLC. We haven't okay. talked about the new Pokemon that are or the returning Pokemon. We haven't talked about all the characters yet. Uh, we we got locations. Let, let's let's dive into Johto and then we'll we'll, we'll little intermission with Johto. If you're enjoying this episode, consider supporting Hidden Power on Patreon or YouTube channel memberships. We have three tiers, and the lowest tier starts at just five dollars a month. Supporters get access to our secret Discord server and help control the direction of the podcast. This is the same Discord where we're recording the podcast right now. We interact here daily. This Discord server is actually where we form the ideas for each episode. If you ask a question. We're going to answer it on the show. Supporters also get priority responses in the comments. Our love and friendship. You get that. You get a yes. little bit of that too. Yeah, yeah. Our favoritism. We like you the best. And if you want something a little bit more tangible, we have merch. What do you guys think about the merch? Beautiful. The merch is great. We've got we've got Team Lumi in a in a beautiful blue. Team Dusty. The in best a, one. In a forest green, and uh, we got Team Soul in a blood red. Buy a T-shirt. Show your allegiance. And if Team Lumi. <laughs> to du to Team Dusty, and if you and if you want something a little bit more subdued, uh, this is actually this is another logo that we made originally for the show. We didn't actually end up using this as a logo, but I thought it made a great merch design. It's literally friends. a beta design. You guys it's, love yeah. our beta videos. I love this so it's much. Retro yeah. hidden power. And look, when you turn around, this is literally my favorite shirt. It's literally my favorite shirt. Thank you everyone for watching and subscribing. And now back to the video. I'm just gonna steal your platform to do a little plug. I just Let's did this it. video about what. Legends Johto game would look like and everyone seems to be well I mean they're watching it I don't know if they like it but we were talking about it and we were talking about this idea of a past Johto game in which Johto and Kanto are the same they're the same region and it's set in this time it's the Tojo region whatever and I was talking about how and I've just finished Crystal I was watching the third movie. You can tell I'm having a bit of throwback sesh. Um, <laughs> and uh, we were talking about the, the like in Pokemon Crystal, uh, Gold and Silver. When you free the Radio Tower director, he talks about how the Radio Tower was built over a creaky old tower that used to be there, and they found the Rainbow Wing, Silver Wing, or Clear Bell. And I love this idea of Lugia and Ho had differing roosting spots in the past, and I just realized that if that's the tower in the in the uh west and that could be lugia's old tower yeah uh, next to the sea then in the east the tower that would have been Ho's uh roosting spot if kanto and johto used to be the same region would have been the pokemon tower which is filled with deceased pokemon and it is the phoenix the creature that comes back from the dead and that's where i think the link is i think that would have been oh wow in years gone past that's in an the extra layer that could totally be Ho-Oh's old roosting spot. Uh, so there you go. That was my thought on that that I had at the beginning of the show. I was like, wow. oh, talk about that. Yeah. Uh, and they end up cool. turning that into a radio tower too. They do end up turning it into a radio so tower. What it's is really with interesting. radios and Ho-Oh? 
That's yeah. the well, real question. Well, also the I'll tell you what it is. Yeah, it's yeah, the yeah. It's the ruin of Alf. It's the radio. You're, if you tune your radio yep. into the right frequency, you hear the sounds of the unknown. Yeah. Also, and, yeah. Oh, I forgot about in, that. In the Pokemon, that is such a cool feature. I love that. In the Pokemon <laughs> universe, like radio frequencies or radio waves have like more power than what they are in the real world. Right. Uh, where, where these radio powers can actually uh, like cause evolution, cause Pokemon distress. Um, I wonder, you know, I, the, I the, what the, else the, it the, cause. The radio the tower, the, the radio tower director in the game, the thing he's concerned about when Team Rocket shows up isn't actually the return of Giovanni. He's like, if they use a special kind of signal, they yeah. could mess with Pokemon nationwide. Please, you must save the Pokemon. That's yeah. what he wants you to do. It has nothing to do with Rocket. Isn't uh, that how, returning Giovanni. And that's how they in, got the uh, right In Shadows of Almia, the Rangers game, isn't that how they control Pokemon too with like radio waves from their machines? Oh, I know they use machines and like make them go nuts. Mm. I can't remember if it's radio waves. But then also like in the real world, uh, you know, one thing that's believed like by like paranormal uh, investigators mm -hmm. is that they'll use radio waves and they believe like spirits can manipulate it. So, you know, building a radio like on two ancient places that, you know, mm -hmm. likely a lot of things have died in. Mm -hmm. There's a connection there. I find it interesting that at the heart of all this, and this goes back to big Pokemon conspiracy stuff, is the Sylph Company, who build the Sylph Scope to be able to see ghosts, specifically yeah. within the Pokemon Tower. And it's interesting because the Pokemon Tower, there is nowhere else in the Pokemon world you need a Sylph Scope to see ghost-type Pokemon. It's just there. It's an isolated thing. And I've done videos about this in the past, uh, but the energy in that place is so weird that a Hex Maniac can put down like a healing circle, which again, mm -hmm. yeah, that is not a thing anywhere else in pokemon is um, there not one of those i feel like there's one of those in uh, on mount pyre in hoenn i feel possibly. like there might be you might be right you might be right i apologize Dusty does usually know but i mean it's um, a very it's a very similar it's a very similar like, tied to that ghostly energy that kind of thing and i really think that like sylph wanted the, to build the self scope as we know two years later they yeah. have bought out the the radio tower because i believe the radio tower it's like somewhere in the law i might be i'm i might be chatting nonsense here i think somewhere in the law it suggested that the radio towers are part of sort of self self's uh kind of uh empire but i might be wrong about that so i put oh no it's not self owned the poker gears and the poker gears uh, work with the radio system. That's sure, how. Yes. The, the, yeah, so yeah, yeah okay. the, 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 it's a self product. So there's so, definitely collaboration. So there's a collaboration yeah. there somewhere, and I believe that self wanted the tower because of the weirdness about it there. And it's interesting because in Gen two, you're never allowed above the bottom floor. They don't let you. Why? What are they <laughs> keeping up there? What do they know? I feel like I'm walking, watching a documentary right now on on Pokemon lore and so. <laughs> yeah, it's like we're like outing the company. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, a sylph is also a kind of uh, it's like a elemental spirit that yeah. we've not actually seen. I think one a, a Pokemon inspired by a sylph yet. But when that day comes, I'm telling Sylpho. you, it's a big deal. It's yeah. a big deal. Whatever that Wait, Pokemon a, is, a sylph or something. I'm yeah, so it's like a, it's like an elemental kind of spirit of the air, I believe. Like a, you know, huh. you. I was actually googling that earlier when you were talking about um, uh, um, 
what's his name ogapon being like a nymph like a like a yeah. kind of fairy spirit oh, um but i don't think that's the right. one like i think yeah. one day mm-hmm. there will be that self pokemon and when that comes it's important it ties it'll in be in legends tojo maybe legends it will tojo, yeah <laughs> or maybe so one, Mew is it i don't know i love Ooh. the idea of Mew being it right celebi gets Ancient a lot of Mew. i mean it could be maybe maybe there's like a some sort of air origin between both of them maybe it's not ho and lugia and maybe the actual split up i'm thinking right if they do introduce another game like legends it can be called something different I, I feel like, why would they not at this point make two different versions, right? That's how you make the most... Toby, you even talked about it in your video. Mm. Um, but I, I feel like maybe we got a Celebi and Mew thing going, or maybe... I loved in, in Legends how they actually made you make decisions. Oh, he had a realization. What? Let's see. Let's just, hear it. It's less of a realization and more of a, wouldn't it be cool if they did, like... So kind of like your Diamond and Pearl, you know, split up. Legends Mew and Legends Celebi, they are the same game. It just changes which side of the map you start from. Yeah. Oh, that's it. Dude, that is it. Thing. Oh, my God. That <laughs> is There's like it. a civil war or something you're on. And it really is. It's to. just a different take on doing two different versions is that you oh, get to start on. And that sets us up really nicely for a future Legends Unova game. There's fan games. There's fan games that like let you start from Kanto and then go to Johto, and I'm obsessed. Mm. My like longest running like wish for a video game, and I thought we were gonna get it in Let's Go, is that you? It's like a future. It's a sequel to Red, Blue, and Yellow, or whatever, and where you start in Kanto and then travel to Johto. So like the perspectives of all these characters, you know, they're all progressing. Maybe ten years in the future, mm. but everything is new, and you get to see everything. Oh, but I want to be clear. Well, you just I think said it solves it. I think that would be dope. I don't think they'll do it. Like no, I, yeah, this is just wish list. This is total wish list. This is wish list. Yeah. This is wish list. Um, um, I, I love that idea. Toby, you, uh, you, you seem to be uh, uh, like super knowledgeable, just in general, but on on Johto especially. So I'm going to ask you this because we've touched on this before. Does Celebi have outside of the anime? So like looking at the games, uh-huh. is there any connection between Celebi and the beasts? No, I don't actually think so. Uh, okay. the, the the best I could think of is that in Colosseum, I believe you wow, use a yeah. time flute to yeah, that is interesting uh, to purify uh, to purify. But even that, like, is that canon? That doesn't mean that doesn't mean an awful lot uh, because I yeah. don't think Raiko, Suikun, and Ente have any specific ties to the time flute in that game. The reason, yeah, I don't yeah, know. but the reason maybe, I was asking is because I was like. I, I'm trying to think, like, you know, because Keldeo is basically a fourth member of the sword, so I was kind of wondering, like, maybe yeah. would they do something where not only do we get these three mm. uh, paradoxes, but then we also maybe get a Keldeo and a Celebi paradox. Mm-hmm. But That's it's really just copium because I want a Celebi yeah. paradox. Really, really the, the only thing that, like, makes me doubt in a Legends Johto game, and I am so certain in it, I really am, but, like, the only thing that makes me doubt that we're going to get it is that it really... Feels like it's the perfect opportunity to give Raiko and Teisuke new forms, and they're doing and that they're right doing now. Doing it right now oh. with paradox mm. forms that are clearly not intended to be part of what. If they do a Legends Johto game, it would be super weird to me if like Walking Wake was part of the lore. So I don't know. Is like, may, would they do that? Two but to counter that, point, could they just be a hint? But to counter that point, 
I would say it's more likely looking at Legends Arceus, they gave the forms to Dialga and Palkia, that it'd be Lugia and Ho-Oh getting forms. Yeah, I agree. True. And then and none true. of the other Pokemon got anything special in Legends on the other side. Lugia and Ho-Oh are owed forms. We were t we've talked they, about this. I, I talked about it in the video. Mewtwo has forms. Mew has, well, Mew doesn't really count as mythical. It has a Z-move, uh, though. Yeah, it does. Uh, Groudon and Kyoga have uh, Mew Origin, has Mewtwo. Uh, uh, yeah. Huh? <laughs> Technically. Uh, yeah, Groudon and Kyoga have the... Primal reversions, the other mm -hmm. Palkia yeah, origin yeah, forms, yeah. Zekrom and Reshiram have the um, Cure infusions, Sogolay and Lunala also have Necrozma fusions, and then there's also uh, with X and Y, with uh, Xerneas and Yveltal, they've got like Xerneas has the inactive mode, and they mm -hmm. both can transform <laughs> into a tree and a cocoon, but we don't yeah. really. So they're kind of looser. Yeah. Uh, and then Zashi and Zamazenta have two forms, and so too do um, the. the Pokemon Crodon Ride on. They've got we'll get we'll get those Generation Six Legendary forms in uh, maybe a we, Kalos DLC or something. Yeah, yeah. Get out of here with this Jota talk. We need some Kalos love. Not no, actually, I would genuinely like Jota. Jota would be. I, I'm a big Kalos guy, and I think that it was uh, definitely. Um, it, it got the short end of the stick. It is Game Freak's ugly it was stepchild. Um, because, you know, it, it didn't get anything else. It was just X and Y. No X2, Y2, no Z, mm -hmm. nothing. Mm -hmm. um, but I would genuinely be just as excited about something Johto as I would Kalos. Like, Johto's just, it's so cool. There's so much they can do with it. And it, oh, man. Mm. I want a Legends Johto so bad. And also, Legends, they, need yeah. give, uh, they, they need to give so many more Johto Pokemon evolutions. They're doing a good job we of can, that so far. We can but we need more this a little bit with with the DLC trailer that we just got. Yeah, so, so what I yeah. to you, Toby, especially because you think so so you're convinced that there will be a Legends Johto game eventually. Yeah. And I mean eventually, eventually probably. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um but I'm just saying I don't know, I had this thought and it was just that if they really do give, let's say, Gligar and a Palm Here we go evolutions, because that's was the whole like thing going around. Uh -huh. Yeah, so so let me set it up. So for it. there's a bunch of returning Pokemon. I guess I don't need to bore you guys with the list. I'll, I'll tell you the list. We got new Pokemon coming in uh, in the in the the what is it? The mask, the teal, teal mask. mask. We got the Vulpix line, Munchlax line, Centret line, Hootoot line, Apom line. That's gonna we're gonna circle back to that. Yanma line, Gligar line. We're also gonna circle back to that. Puchiana, uh, the Seedot line, Corfish line, Chingling line. Feebas line and the Grubbin line that evolves into Vega uh, Volt. Um, so that's just the the teal mask. But those two Pokemon specifically, Apom and Gligar, not their evolutions, have been uh, have been singled out by the marketing department. Um, and it's very familiar to some of the other things that they've done. And it's got fans. I've already seen plenty of videos and art depicting that Apom and Gligar might potentially get. Uh, new evolutions, new forms, whether they're regional forms, Kitakamian forms. Mm. So that's what Soul wants to talk about. Not um, happening. I, it's, I love it's, the idea. It could not happen as well as it could happen. It's really hard. to. It is a good idea. It is weird that they are singled out as... Um, and why not their evolutions? Well, it's not, a, it's not only that. It's just like, why just those two as version exclusives? And... It's not like we had too many in the base game, I guess, yeah. either. Um, yeah. But th there was more than that. <laughs> um, so, anyway, the question really is that they have been giving Johto Pokemon 
yes. so much spotlight over, even in uh, Legends Arceus, right? So they've done it in Legends Arceus and now in, especially in Scarlet mm. and Violet. I, my, the thought I had was just like, is this like their Johto, like, spotlight? Oh, that's depressing. Oh, yeah. so with yeah. Peter Kami remaking the game, they're mm-hmm. like, you know what? This, this will do as a Johto exactly. substitute. We're not going to remake the whole of Johto. See, um, mm-hmm. yeah. see. Okay. So this is the thing they they've done that in the past. It's never so blatant to be like, oh, this is this is what you're getting, and you're not getting a remake. But they have done that that in the past, where we're like I kind mean, of like in the midsection of a generation or the midsection. It's been five six years since Pokemon have gotten a spotlight. Mm. Let's say Lee Vanny, right? And they'll be like, let's give this Pokemon these Pokemon, like let's make them available again. I but know, to- I know you're I, itching, Toby. But I just yeah. The only other thing is just like obviously it's the next thing in the the pattern, the line like of games. Like we should be getting a Johto like remake or something. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, but there's just there was more than that too. There was Yanma and Wooper. There was Centret. You know, like they they showed all of these Johto right. games yeah. ones specifically. Mm-hmm. I know that's because. Mm-hmm. Japanese, yeah, that's a good point. It's a very oh. Japanese region, Kitakami. But you know, anyway, I try to not put too much stock in which Pokemon are or aren't in the Pokedex, which Pokemon are and aren't getting spotlights at the moment. A large part of that is because, like, I feel like I've done that before since the days of Sun and Moon, and mm. it's never what people think. Like, I'm sure in like Sun and Moon, people were like, "See, there's not many Sinnoh Pokemon." And just sort of like, yeah, that didn't happen till way later. Um, I've definitely seen card sets that like Celestial Storm came out uh, and Ultra Prism came out and they like have big focuses on like uh, Hoenn and Sinnoh and people are like, oh, now's the time. Now's the thing. And I, I try not to think too much about that. However, I don't think there's not merit to it uh, in that, like, it could be the case that they go, do you know what? It, because all, all of this is happening, it's so weird. So much, so many of the decisions being made what were made years ago, right? Yeah. And are being implemented now. There is a world in which people loved Brilliant Diamond Shining Pearl. They were like, oh man, this is the <laughs> best thing, right? For example. And I mean, it did sell world, very well. It did sell very well. It did sell well. But, you know, in that world, it was critically acclaimed. People loved it. And it was like a no brainer <laughs> for Pokemon that we absolutely are going to remake Hot Gold Soul Silver with Ilka, you know, or something like that. And in that timeline, I maybe. And uh, that could be the case. In that timeline, where everyone hated Legends Arceus and people love BDSP, maybe it was the case that, well, they want to arrange it in a way where Ilka is ready to make hot gold soul silver and as for like new johto content that can be in the scarlet violet dlc however the, uh, what i've noticed is that pokemon are really good at angling themselves so that any number of sequels do make a good amount of sense like mm-hmm. when they did let's go pikachu and eevee for example uh, and they've got archer in the game you're thinking like they're setting up for a let's yeah. go johto interesting mm-hmm. now obviously that didn't happen but had Pokemon Go continued to be like a massive success and like maybe Let's Go Pikachu and Eevee were like the best selling Pokemon games ever in that timeline, they want to be ready to say, ah, see, we we already sowed the seeds for this thing. And so I think what they've been doing over the last couple of generations is just sowing a lot of seeds b- behind, okay, uh, you know, Ilka gen 5 games uh yeah. it'll uh, Hogwarts or silver um legends unova and legends that's actually johto. beautiful let's go johto just to set themselves up 
You know? That's actually beautiful because that what that actually means is that they're building games as if they're like real worlds. They're not just like creating like okay, this is just we're just gonna do this just because they're actually being very careful and thoughtful with all these additional mm-hmm. placements. You know, we call them hints, but they're really just you know they're fleshing stuff out. They're making yeah. it feel lived in. So, something I talked a lot about, um, and I did a video on, and I, I sort of mentioned it in the Johto video that like speculators get ridiculed for like, yeah, not everything is a hint, but like they do, k- kinda actually. Um, there is so much of these games that are hints, like the Isle of Armor and the Crown Tundra. Are it's unreasonable to me that people do not believe that those are direct nods at like it's testing the waters for what's coming next. So the, for example, the Isle of Armor, you've got this, um, you've got uh, a little bit of the kind of Japanese inspired cultures in the towers. You've got, it evolves via honey, cub foo, this strong and agile style, uh, rapid yeah. strike, single strike thing. So like that hint is there. It's very much in place. And then the next DLC is the crown tundra, the land that time forgot where it focuses on crowns. You've got Reggie Drago and Lecky, which is the past and future. You've got uh, giants, uh, you know, in, in terms of like Reggie Gigas, there's this, there's this something about giants in there. That yeah, I'm not disagreeing with you, but I'm wondering like how much of this is like selective. Like, were you discussing this stuff? back then or does it just make sense now i'm not it makes sense. i'm not arguing a of, no a lot of it makes sense in retrospect yeah but now we know that that's the kind of thing that they do do even if out of the 10 things i could list per dlc even if five of them were only actually ever intended to kind of yeah. set the scene and the other five are just weird coincidences toby's making up um that still means that th- when we look to kitakame and when we look to uh the indigo disc for every element of the theme whether that's the theming whether that's the legendary pokemon should be thought about with some level of like oh they might be setting the scene for the next thing that's coming up and again half of those will be wildly off and maybe maybe there's a number of them where it's like no they really are like kitakame japan inspired hang on legends arceus there was something about people coming up from sinjo oh we're seeing a lot of johto but maybe it is maybe it's not it's the kind of thing we couldn't possibly know until the game's actually out yeah um, um that is you, true you couldn't know for sure without actually talking to a developer but that's obviously not gonna to back happen, that too you know? yeah like um you know to back yeah. that i mean all the hints are better in retrospect like you you pick mm, them up of course right. like i remember how when people played through galler like about a month after sword and shoe came out someone pointed out that a couple on uh on pony island and sun and moon talks about hey there's no power spot here and then a month after Scarlet and Violet, like it's revealed, people realize that there's a wallpaper with grapes mm, and oranges. Yeah. And then they realize that there's this girl who speaks Spanish and is from another region. You know, I mean, I'll it, never forget in Generation Four the Pokemon Centers, uh, the Pokeball in the middle of the uh, on the floor in the middle of the Pokemon Center was gold and silver, and people were like, "It's we're getting a remake." And that was also in conjunction with a couple more things, including the first time I saw Jasmine on the beaches uh, oh, yeah. on the way to mm-hmm. the Elite Four. That was the coolest thing in the world. Mm-hmm. So they do do this very deliberately. It was the, uh, they need to, how much of it yeah. is deliberate. That's yeah, the a strange really good That's talking a good point, though, um, to, like, you know, it, it, to weasel our way back into DLC. I, I want returning characters in dlc to me mm. some of the coolest moments for pokemon games especially for people dude, like seeing us mina in kanto is dude that moment even even smaller characters that aren't like she really was fan favorites she was but like i remember walking up to that beach on uh i think it's ula ula island mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. grimsley turns around yeah. it's just like <gasps> 
that's the dude from Unova, you know? Because <laughs> it makes the world feel like it's all connected. I, yeah. I agree totally. Because um, we like, like Horus yeah. being a huge part in the Necrozma fusions. Like, yeah. him having actual role influence dude, in that Horus story. in Alola was the weirdest thing to me. And I think, awesome. Toby, they're, I think that honestly, I think you're making a good point that they're probably... It's like let's. It's like they they put in all these hints or references, and they feel good as is, but they can also serve as hints. I, I think that's a good just point. Smart, like it's just smart game design. It's just the smart, <laughs> I think, thing to do. And and to be fair, to be fair to the critics of people who speculate about Pokemon on the internet, what I'm sort of saying is. Well, it's either evidence that they are going to do something or it's evidence that they're not going to do something. And I realize how stupid that is. Yeah. But when I look to the amount of things that people talk about on the internet, um, I can't help but feel like at least some of them have to have been discussions that happened behind the scenes. Like, for example, even down to like the silly wallpaper of the orange and... Uh, Great, like, yeah. Uh, what was it? The orange and oranges uh, and grapes. Oranges and grapes, Uber right? And right, and that's in scarlet and violet. And you look at that. That is a wallpaper. It may be the case that absolutely no one had that discussion about. By the way, the next games, oranges and grapes, can we fit that in somewhere? It, like it could really go either way. But when you're there and you've got like forty connections, and you know Pokemon for a fact does this with stuff like mm -hmm. the Strange Souvenir, with stuff like Jasmine returning. It's hard to deny, I think that some of these things are intentional. And when some of these things are intentional, you've got to think, okay, well, what's the Pokemon company thinking? And I think over the last few generations, they've just been trying to keep their avenues open. Are we doing Let's Go? Are we doing Legends? Are we doing uh, Ilka? Are we putting Ilka to that? Are we like, are we just skipping on to the next generation? Are we doing more DLC? They want to give themselves options so that depending on how the market responds to the latest product they put out, they can go, yeah. okay, well, that's fine. Here's plan C. And that yeah. one involves this kind of game. And like, they can get that rolling. Yeah. Legends is so they good and I love it so much. But I actually am starting to get excited for something completely different. And I guess I just kind of hope it is... Like, I I do like what Legends is. I like that it's open world. I like that it doesn't focus so much on the combat, which maybe Lumi doesn't like. Um, I don't like that there's no player the crafting. versus player. That was my big complaint about sure. it. Sure. Because, like, I mean, you're, you're I can't use Kasui and Samurai and Wi-Fi. Like, literally one of my favorite Pokemon of all time now. Uh, until a year you later. Nah, you smoked like me that. with Samurai earlier this week. Fair. Yes, it did. Um, so we we also have a bunch of characters that were revealed. We talked about what's his name, uh, Sai Cyrano. Cyrano. That's cool. What does I that mean? Does that mean this guy's name in my brain? It's a like, French name. I keep forgetting it. So we got Serrano on po the Pokemon website. It says he's the director of the academy, the king of the academy, um, director and that. founder. I think. Is that what it says? Mm -hmm. It says. It doesn't say founder, but he does say nice. this is welcome to my Blueberry Academy. Sure, okay. So it kind I, of is implied. I think so it, it does say it. Do you anyway. think it does? I didn't see it, but maybe it might. It might even. It might say on the me. website. Uh, hang on. I mean, Bulbapedia says he's the founder, so he can't <laughs> believe that. Uh, hang on, let me double check. With I wrote Pokemon. that. It, so it I also says that he's a life, uh, longtime acquaintance of Doctor uh, Director Clavel. Mm. Which makes sense. I will say at the beginning when you when you asked about how we felt about the trailer, when I was underwhelmed and then they hit us with like, oh, there's a bunch of stuff on the website. I was like, oh, cool. There's <laughs> so yeah. much more on the website. And not so much yeah. more, but there was a little 
there's little tidbits on the on the website. So you out. haven't done too much talking. Maybe I can have you go off on uh, Carmen and her little brother. Um, <laughs> I know you're a big fan of Kieran. No, not Kieran. He's a big fan of Carmine. <laughs> yeah, okay. Carmine. I mean, Kieran's all right. He's cool. He's a little bro. Little bro. <laughs> no, I mean, there's nothing. I don't have much to say about them. I just really like her design. That's about it. Okay, so I'm, I mean, I do think interesting I, for this. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I, thought, I really so you good, you tweet yeah. about them so much. I thought you were gonna have something to say. I really like her design. Um, All right, I the Puccina thing is interesting. That that's, okay, that was yes. one of the bigger things. So so Hoenn remakes. He did. Yeah. It does say on the site that he founded it. He found. I just so found I it. Sorry, gum. No, no. I I was just saying that. I mean, it's another like. All we do is talk about, you know, which Pokemon is getting a new form, you know, like, could it be this? Could it be that? You know, I think that Puchiena, if we're not doing regional forms, I don't know, maybe a new evolution. Puchiena's got a chance. Maybe like a new evolution, though. Because, so here's the thing is the main reason that I come back to this is because the rivals in the Sword and Shield DLC got Galarian Slowpoke and Slowbros Mm. and all that. I think we are getting Kitakami and Pokemon. I cannot wait until they reveal whatever it might be. We're going to get new regional forms. They might not be Kitakami, but it's going to be new regional forms. Or evolutions in this new region. I'm telling you it's happening. Soul, to to counter that Puchiana point, though, and I I want it to happen because I love Mariana so much. Um, I I like Puchiana, but not Mariana. I think there's a good chance that uh, they get the other two of the loyal three. And then that would be their ace. Okay. So they are using a new Pokemon as their ace. If, if they bring in new regional forms, they will be Paldean forms. Like, in the same way that, like, uh, Slowbro and Slowking were. Yeah. And, you know, obviously, to be fair, they were part of Galar. Right. But it will, and it will just be the case, like, the law will be, they were bought over from Paldea many years ago, and they're no longer existing on the mainland. Like, if they're going to do it that way. I thought it was interesting that they put a... Also, they showed off, like, I mean, they showed off a number of Pokemon, but Corkfish was one of them, and Corkfish is famously a Pokemon not native to Hoenn. So, like, maybe Yo, there's a, that's awesome. a thing there. I don't know. Have you, have you made that theory? <laughs> I have not made that video. No, 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 no. Keep, what, so, yeah. did it have Re- recap that for why? viewers. <clears throat> oh, what, so just that, like, uh, Corkfish is a Pokemon that, according to his Pokedex entries, didn't natively come from Hoenn, and we don't have... There's not great suggestions about where it's from. Uh, there is a theory about how Crawdaunt has the star on its head and the big sort of open jaw shape, which underwater looks like a Sharpedo, mm-hmm. suggesting that it's evolved to look like Sharpedo uh, to be fearsome to to kind of predators and prey alike. Uh, and Sharpedo has got Pokedex entries talking about its relationship to Garchomp, um, where that fits in with Kitakami. I don't know. I don't know. (laughs) This actually brings up another point that ties into basically everything we've been talking about, which is where do we actually think Kitakami is? Because a lot of people... Yeah, because... South of Sinnoh. Sinnoh. So a lot of people think that, right? A lot of people think that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I don't know. (laughs) <laughs> the Hisuian Growlis are condemning, man. I know, but if you're saying that they would be Paldean forms, right? To me, that's just because it's actually close to Paldea. No, no, no. The thinking is that they've been bought over from... Uh, well, uh, okay, uh, like, 
at the end of the day, uh, Ogapon will be part of the Paldean Pokedex, yes. right? Mm-hmm. It's the exactly. same thing, right? And I think that's to do with, ju- like, that's just, you can word it however, like, you know, you like or whatever, but, like, I, I think that's the, that that's it. I mean, I think, like, even with, like, Galarian, the Moltres, Zapdos, and Articuno, their Pokedex entries in the Pokemon website, like, very clearly says that they don't visit, like, they only visit the Galar region, but they're Galarian forms. Yeah. Uh, I think it's the same deal. This it's is a big like, issue with a yeah. lot of Pokemon. Yeah. I'm probably just like one of the only ones that still thinks it's still there. I think practically it's still there, like game development wise, because of like the, the empty space that's like right above Paldea. I think that that is where we will go specifically, but that doesn't mean that that's attached I to Paldea I think there is too much. So in the way of, um, we talk about it in our video, me and Lumi, but like, You've got the Hisuian Growlithe statues uh, mm-hmm. that lead up to the thing. You've got the fact that the north side of the mountain of the island is a mountain range, which would mm-hmm. line up with Mount Cornet. You've got this idea that the writing that's on the sign matches a lot of the Hisuian language. You've got the uh, the masks, and then you've got the baneful, your very own baneful mask from Hisui <laughs> that kind of ties mm-hmm. into this like mask sharing culture. Um, to me, you know, and then and then just it being great Japanese, and, and the fact that actually there is Jotonian or Sinonian, whatever you like, want to call it a Wooper centric those Pokemon suggests to me that it's not near Paldea. The whole point is that it is removed from Paldea, and we're going somewhere mm-hmm. else. I think you had maybe even posted on Twitter, or someone did, or maybe it was Eduardo. I'm not sure about the fact that the two outfits that they wear in the Kitsukami Festival or the three outfits are green Mm -hmm. yeah green blue and pink although it looks a little bit more white actually in the trailer uh, this time around but yeah in the art it's got this more pinky hue matching the Diamond Pearl clans and then Kogita green but that's a whole other thing again videos on my channel sorry I I like that idea (laughs) I feel like a lot of people felt burned with the Sinnoh games what for one reason or another, right? Like like Legends wasn't like a full game, and then it was rushed. It was really only promoted for like like six to eight months, and then you know BDSP is obviously what it is. Um, I kind of like this like return to like a Sinnoh region, right? Like almost like a a nice little like little nice little end cap. It's like all right, let's go back. We... Let's just pay homage. It kind of connects it all together, and then it also I feel like that makes sense with home being backwards compatible now. Um, where you can kind of experience all of this together, and the games will interact. Remember the, during the first trailer of Scarlet and Violet, and they they had, there was a Hisuian um, Zor- uh, Zoroark. Mm-hmm. Maybe I don't know. Maybe they were thinking that, that is another thing. Maybe them giving a Hisuian Zoroark for the DLC. Um, yeah, right. Um, bonus, and then also, I mean, you know, to to get into some data mines a little bit. Uh, okay. The data mine seems to suggest that uh, um, Weird Ear, uh, Ursaluna, and um, Cleavor for sure, but I think also even Basilegion over Quill and Sneasler. It's like they're one of the scrap deck entries we see, which so far looks to be that's mm. the list of DLC Pokedex entries. And that everything just, on it is again ties in thematically nicely with this idea right. of past and future which is over in, all encompassing with scarlet and violet in the if the blueberry academy is clearly future tech and it is the future then this is the past tech this is the this is the ancient stuff and so it's a natural place to tie in hisui and and you've just got like this uh you've just got like a lot of elements coming together to kind of create an overhaul sort of cohesive story 
And I gotta say, I I love that it is like Tohoku based that we're going to because like this blows the door open because I remember last year when Scarlet and Violet's releasing, when we're talking about DLC, we're like, uh, the Balearic Islands, um, Azores, uh, the Canary Islands. I wish. But now like if we get, you know, I don't know, an Australian region in Gen 10, sure, maybe it's Tasmanian DLC. But maybe it's freaking yeah. Kalos. We don't know. Like, you, you can go anywhere. Well, yeah. I love that. I do like that. It doesn't limit them so much. They can still kind of... That is that is really cool. Guys, mm. I'm kind of obsessed with the, terra- the terrarium. We barely talked about it. Um, where there are all these different biomes... The first thing that I thought about, I should have brought this up earlier when we were talking about Johto, but the first thing I thought about was the shifting safari zone uh, mm. west of the Johto region in, in the remakes. Um, I, I don't, it's so like, <laughs> like, like, I feel like this would make sense if you were like playing a 2D game, but seeing how it looks where it's like very, like the, the, tra- there's zero transition uh, from, from climate to climate. I, um, and I'm imagining them just like, I, I I don't know. We've also seen this in the anime before uh, during, like, they used to do that in Generation 1 and 2 where, like, they would change the battlefield on just, like, mm. they press a button and oh, the battle yeah. and the battle area would, like, change. I think this is this is so cool. I'm watching Lumi smile because we've... I, I won't get too much into it. Oh, did you guys but, talk uh, about this? This is coming up in the video. The Safari... Man. Actually, I nearly poo-pooed your idea. I was... you Because you were sort of like... Cyrano look kind of like the Safari Zone guy. No, maybe. <laughs> What's his name? Babao, Baba, Baba. And you, you said it, and I was like, yeah, I don't really know that that means it. And then as we got further into the video, I was like, oh, this totally ties in actually, because the idea of Safari Zones and um, you know, catered paradises, conservation areas for yeah. uh, you know, and then it's artificial too, like it it being it where it's be artificial, biomes. Yeah. You know, you have the marsh, and they just go up a little, and it's like a, a grassland with tauros. You know, yeah. And maybe if there's like I don't know if there's like eight different biomes you can choose from. I kind of like the idea, just like how the safari zone worked in in Johto, where you select which ones you want, and then you go out into the area. But just mm-hmm. like like I can imagine playing this, where there's maybe some other things. Um, some other variables you could add on that change the rates of what Pokemon appear, uh, the rarity of those Pokemon. Maybe there's legendaries involved. Um, I feel like this would be an excellent, like, you know, like like final addition to a game that that kind of gives Scarlet and Violet like, uh, you know, a, a lot of longevity. Um, a lot mm-hmm. of most of what I spent my time doing in in Sword and Shield over the last couple of years was the Dynamax Adventures. Um, so this is, is giving me that vibe. Yeah. I, um, one, one thing that I noticed about the terrarium or, or rather, I guess the blueberry, um, Academy trailer indigo disc, I keep wanting to call it blueberry Academy, but that's not the name of the DLC. Uh, but <laughs> I like that though. you have the, in the trailer, they show Pokemon terrestrializing there. And the interesting thing that I've seen people point out is they don't show it anywhere in the teal mass trailer and maybe that's a coincidence Mm. but it does make me wonder if uh maybe you can't terrestrialize at least at first in kitakami lore wise that makes sense like Mm -hmm. uh we shouldn't be able to right because if the terrarium has like some because clearly it's the hidden treasure of area zero you know people are pointing out the blocks and stuff it 
if it has a connection to Terrapagos and Area Zero, then it makes sense that Terrastool would be possible there. But, like, you know, why would it be possible in Kitakami? Yeah. I think if the the mask has that power within it, then mm. we could see other masks, perhaps, for the three hero yeah. Pokemon that allow it, but or, or something similar to it, but... Yeah, kind of like how we have... Yeah, kind of like how the uh, I forget what they're called—the red orb and the and the blue orb in the Hoenn region. Right. They basically mm. they're it's basically Mega Evolution, even though it's mm-hmm. not. They just turned it into Primal Reversion. Um, mm-hmm. I, I could see that. I like that. So, do we have any more info? I'm going to go back to this. We, we, we learned about Lacey and Cyrano. Um, do you guys have any more information about, or did they post anything about the other? I think there's like two other rivals. Let me pull up this picture. There's a. Oh, there's three there other. Are, yeah. There's three other people. There's a guy with yeah. a cool mohawk. There's this girl who looks pretty epic, and then a uh, chef. That's <laughs> why I've seen people say that like they think they're rivals to our rivals, like okay. Arvin mm. and the chef guy. That makes sense. Um, yeah. And then uh, I think Penny. They think the girl with the glasses and like the the screws in her uh, hair or yeah. whatever. And then. Uh, I mean, Nimona, you know, she just, anyone who wants to battle her, she's going to be happy with, so. Yeah. Okay. I hadn't mm. seen that, actually. That's a good, it's a good. It's a great observation, yeah. yeah. I, I wish I could say, I, I don't know why, I'm, I'm going to credit someone and it's going to not be correct, but I don't know why, but I think it was Kayla who said it, Kayla's capsule, but I, I could be wrong and I may just be giving Kayla credit that she doesn't deserve, so. <laughs> I feel like I would have saw if it was her. But either way, she does great work. Involved. So shout out to her. <laughs> and then who is? Um, I didn't even look it up. Who? So who's Lacey's? Who's Lacey supposed to be for our? For, is that a rival to us? She's a student there. I think it was like it said she so. was like a second year. Mm. Yes. I okay. Here it is. Second year the, the, student. The, she's got the little hair clips that have the little diamonds, mm. and they kind of look Terrapagosy. I suspect she knows where Terrapagos is, uh, and she will help us in taking down the evil of Cyrano. I've just decided. Especially, <laughs> especially if Cyrano, like, he seems to trust her, because, like, when you get there, he's like, mm. it's. it looks like he's introducing you to her, and he's kind mm. of leaving you in her care. So she might be, like, his, uh, you know, you see in Pokemon games a lot, like, you know, a character that... They're kind of with the villain, but they over time kind of get to this place where it's like, yeah. oh, actually, this is wrong, you know? I think she's going to be very, like, and again, not to, like, hit the parallel too much on the head here, uh, it's a very, like, uh, Lily and Luzamine relationship. That is not to say that they are literally related, but right. I think he is, like, you know, the she is the leader of the Aether Paradise, another mm-hmm. artificial island where there's a conservation area for Pokemon. We've yeah, seen that before. And then, uh, you know, she's kind of on your side and secretly wants to help Terrapagos and maybe doesn't quite realize mm-hmm. that Serrano is, has other plans. Right. I think that's kind of the zone it'll go. And if you're like, they already did that, they won't do that again. They've literally spent the last five generations telling us the story of like a dragon from right. space whose body becomes meteorite fragments that transform Pokemon. Like it's the same. It, right. It's okay. always the same story. Yeah. Well, and like you know. I, I guess I'm yeah. kind of it's similar. I'm kind of thinking like like a lawn and uh, the anime where like he was working with uh, Lysander. Yeah. But, like at the end, he was like, "Oh wait, no, what you're doing is actually super messed up." And then he turns. You know. Mm. Yeah, it could be that. Could be the case. I want to say that. I was happy about this very much so because I thought that those four characters were just going to be like, you know, T 
teachers or someone you battle. Yeah, Mm -hmm. and that's it. But it seems that they will have their own stories in the whole thing. Like she has, she's very different probably from the rest of them. Like the the rest, Mm -hmm. she's the one that introduces you to the like terrarium, whatever. You know, like it's, she has a purpose and her own um, like Mm -hmm. plot line basically, which is exciting to me instead of just being like. Well, and it shows you encounter the chef guy in the terrarium. So mm-hmm. that also well, kind of implies a story down there. The thing with the thing with the four of them is that they there's four uh, like areas in the terrarium. So I'm like they're probably kind of like the final bosses or the gym leaders of those. Oh, that's four interesting. Yeah, that's places. cool idea. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So that, you have that's... like titans in the first one, then like gyms in the second one. But in a way, it is also very much battle focused from what yeah. we have read and heard so i don't know if it's just them but maybe that's just like the first thing that you end up doing and then eventually it's so they could be tied to this could be like the parallel to team star where in the uh in the in the teal mask all about team star yeah (laughs) but but like it right like the way teal mask has uh could potentially have uh like titan forms I could mm. I could see this being like you have four people to defeat and they're you know they're all over the map. Mm. Um, man, yeah, team. They Star... also do seem to be type focused. Like the chef mm-hmm. looks fire, Lacey looks fairy, uh, girl with the screws obviously steel, and then the other guy looks like he could be dark because he he kind of seems like a little bit mean and he's got mm. the uh, mastiff on his jacket. And where Team Star were like made up of like the people who are bullied. I feel like these people look like the bullies. These people look like the cool kids. <laughs> well, yeah, it no, says they, the bullies left. Maybe maybe these are the bullies. <laughs> they're like super advanced students. So it's yeah, supposed to be okay. like a cha- very challenging thing. Like the reason they invite you to the Blueberry Academy is like you did all the things. Like it's it, it's after the events of Scarlet and Violet. Like you did all that stuff and now you it's gained after Teal this. It's all too. alumni. Yeah. You you gained yeah alumni you gained like the uh, attention of Cyrano so like he's like oh wow this guy's like you know big deal so yeah it says he comes to find you after hearing rumors of your adventures to invite mm-hmm. you to the Blueberry Academy. Th- those rumors of your adventures I suspect are your dabblings in Area Zero I think yeah like, since it's rumors that's why I'm thinking too like. Because, you know, they're not supposed to say you went down to Area Zero. But since he's close to Clavel, like, he's probably heard, like, he has a student that actually went down there. I I think he's going to be, like, I I think this guy's going to show up and he's going to be, like, trying to suss out, like, so what do you know about Area Zero? Oh, that's cool. That's interesting. Good to know. Good to know. I agree. (laughs) (laughs) I think that'll be, like... He's going to be, like, uh, fake nice. Yeah. I, um... I love the... Like what was it? It felt like it feels like a year ago, but I loved the idea of like maybe going back into the time machine, because um, honestly, the whole Blueberry Academy seems like it is. It's got to be like fueled by whatever the yeah. same Area Zero magic is. Yeah, I, I want to be clear. Like when I'm talking about like oh, Serena's definitely he he's evil. He's evil. He's evil. I think what I'm doing is I'm just relaying a lot of these stories about like uh, Atlantis and like this uh, this idea of like a great civilization that falls. Possibly because of the, and I don't, I'm not 100% familiar with the Atlantis story, but the the hubris of the people sure. who have this kind of like, they have access to this godly technology that they shouldn't really have access that's to. That's a story that's been retold and over like many, we, we, many that, stories. It, it, it's a myth. Or it's happened in real life. Yeah, it's a mythos that happens all the time. It's one of the favorite stories of humanity. And here we've got this guy. And whenever we talk about like 
you know, this artificially created paradise. Yeah. A paradise can yeah. only be a paradise for the person who like kind of has crafted it. And so yeah. I love this idea of like, he's got his perfect world and no one should be allowed to mess it up. And certainly messing with what's at the core of area zero time travel, the same power that's he, cause those blocks look like they're carved from the stones of, uh, area zero. Or at least like an artificial version of it. Yeah. You might get too close to the secret of his power and it all kind of ties in together where to me, the story just seems kind of obvious, you know? So this is, this is kind of interesting. So, um, you know, the, the debate with Atlantis is, uh, if it was like a real place or not, you know, cause, Plato wrote about it. It wasn't like a, a mythical thing. He just kind of said, hey, there's this place that exists. Yeah. Well, um, so the official word is that it fell due to an earthquake. However, mm. the belief, you know, if you get into Roman mythology and all, what people believed happened was that uh, Atlantis tried to take over ancient Athens. And because of that, the gods were like, no, Athens is ours. Don't do that. And so the gods... They basically had a falling out with the gods, so the gods caused an earthquake to cause you were sure. So again, you have a relationship with Serrano and potentially mm. Tropagos, and there's mm. a falling out, which causes Blueberry Academy to fall. The the idea that the king of Atlantis is um, Atlas, someone who carries the world on their shoulders, with a phrase, you know, you got the weight of the world on your shoulders. This idea that he has a great responsibility to this specific uh, place this area uh, and we said in the video and i really don't want to give too much of the video away but we said like you know area zero zero is a, nu- is a number right the mm-hmm. implication being that area one exists out there somewhere possibly and th- that is what this terrarium is that's he has taken the raw materials from area zero he's taken the hidden treasure he's taken terapagos and with it has created his paradise but now the secrets of that and the weight of that, the responsibility is on him as leader, as founder. Um, and that's just don't get in the way. I think that's, is going to be his attitude. That but really is like a threat to humanity to think that he could just harness this and, and then try to recreate reality paradise in his image or whatever mm. it might be. I wonder if we've, we've seen here. that. We've seen that. Yeah. Like, I, I think, uh, like Sander is like that. And I think, uh, get this is a little bit like team that. magma. And that's team magma Cyrus. Like that. like, yeah. It, again, it's just like, this is a tale as old as time. I think, I, you know, I think it's a pretty safe bet to say that that's probably the story. And that's why I'm so like, yes, yeah, maybe that's and then, why so what's... he even invites you over is it's kind of a double meaning. He wants to find out what you want to know, but he also wants to, Keep you out of area. Keep you out of area zero. I invite you into the middle of the ocean. You're not going to area zero much. Yeah. I there's something here that you guys are dancing around, and maybe it's because you say it in the video. (laughs) Maybe. Well, say it. Say it. I haven't seen the video yet. (laughs) It's not out yet. What what is it? I don't want to spoil it or anything. No, no, no. no, Say it. Say it. Because what if we didn't say it? Then we want to add it. (laughs) We're talking about the paradise a lot here, and the paradise protection protocol. Yep. is a thing like yes what if he is the bad guy because so many people have you know i for the longest time i was like it's terapagos he's the like you know elder thing that's been like trying to stop us from destroying we do paradise. talk about this in the video yeah yeah, yeah 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 i figure but like so you know it's probably this guy maybe he's the one that programmed those ai to stop i think so 
to stop you from destroying his paradise. Pe- people you know I mean? don't want Pokemon. Don't want Pokemon to be seen of mm-hmm. as, as evil. Yeah. And yeah. so the idea that it's not actually, I, I sort of alluded to like, oh, I think Terrapagos is like behind everything. Uh, before we knew about the existence of Cyrano, now we know about Cyrano, and we've got all this other external information and and these links uh, to real world mythology. I'm thinking no. Of course, he's taken the hidden treasure of Area Zero, and he is using it. Um, and yeah, I think the product, the Paradise Protection Protocol, the Paradise that they're protecting is not Area Zero. He's protecting his Paradise. And again, that word Paradise and the idea of like the technology of the Pokeballs locking due to a jamming signal mm-hmm. is something we've already seen in Alola, where again you've got that uh, artificial island. The, where there's an ecology down there for Pokemon, there's a jamming signal. You're not allowed to use your Pokeballs in the Aether Paradise, and it's called a Paradise. I think that technology came from here. I think it's the same same thing. Mm. Oh, wow, I I'm gonna wait until you send your video out, but I will be posting something along the lines of this as well. No, because well, I think that's what it is. I really do at this point. Um, that that just connected for me big time. <laughs> Something that's neat too is uh, it's only in the English version of the games. They do not say it in any other version of the games. But in the English version of mm. the game, Annabelle refers to the Ether Foundation as the Alolan branch of the Ether Foundation, implying there are other branches of it. Oh, you, you're going even further. <laughs> You're like extending that that's mm-hmm. wild. I I'm just thinking like he, yeah. it's probably like the treasure is what he has to the and that's how he created the terrarium and everything, the Blueberry Academy, and that's mm. probably what he doesn't want destroyed. I don't know, I'm just yeah. I'm just still thinking about it a lot. Um it is also the, the there's the idea then that uh, and we don't bring this up in the video actually, we should have. Um I maybe mean, we will, but um it's the the fact that the terrarium has the has the eyes, uh, sorry, the, the terror crowns, uh, and again, crowns, yeah. king, okay, wonderful. So the eyes are viewing all of the battles that are happening around Palbea, and his school is dedicated to battling. Like that, that also is like that's not without some kind of, I think, purpose. You know, I think they're trying to create a certain kind of powerful Pokemon trainer. Um, I like that. By studying the battles of the, the Palbean world. Uh, That's a very Pokemon a threat. You know, and, and even even with like, oh, I think we say it in the video, there's the, I'm just, sorry, I'm just like ruining our own video now. But I didn't even know we, you guys were making a video. That scattered throughout the episode. We're, we're good. It kind of happens but a lot, but it's just that you're not going in as depth, so you're, you're good. You're right. Good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's, okay, so like the, the in the UK, we have the, the crown, but we also have the crown jewels. Um, and these are our symbols of royalty. And now here we are again, he's stolen literally the crown jewels because the trussling creates crowns yeah with jewels that's cool and like he uses the jewels and it's like there's so like pokemon have thought about this like there's that whole thing of like i know people were like oh man loxton's crazy he's talking about like all this uh alchemy stuff no 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 this is what they do these things are they tie in multiple mythologies the reset's coming next gen next gen (laughs) big reset um we also talked about i've done videos talking about how like um Terrapagos, Necrozma, um, Zygarde, and uh, Eternatus. Uh, I think Terrapagos is part dragon type. I, I just think that's Agreed. the case. Um, uh, and I think 
this idea of these dragons from space that have like multiple uh, uh that have their bodies used for the transformation of pokemon and there's the four parts of the arceus as it is in the real world um which are light life reflective and um poison poison and that poison is eternatus or chemical is eternatus that's it light is the crosma life is zygarde and so therefore reflective is this i do think we're culminating to something and it just so happens the next gen is gen 10 yeah i, I think we're we're culminating to something really big in the next couple of years yeah yes. so i, I was gonna I- I was going to segue I, I us into the types because, Sol, I'm looking at your Twitter right now. Uh, you, get, you get a picture of Xerneas with its new, uh, neutral mode turning into active mode, and you're relating that to what we saw or how we saw Terpagos in the trailer where it didn't have all the colors lit up. Um, I don't know. I've, mm. I have not seen this before. I think this is so cool. Uh, well, this in the trailer, I was going to say screenshot, but in the screenshot from the trailer, it's just like they're not formed the like it's it's uh typings on its shell basically so i think that it either they're like pulsing or they're just like it can Mm. form them at will you know what i mean so it's it's interesting to say the least i i think i agree mm. with toby i think it will be dragon type maybe just pure dragon that's what i was gonna say it could just be pure dragon where you know we see normal type as a as a neutral type or the lack of a type but it is a type in itself we have base form rcs as normal type i think terapagos would be base type dragon or, or the ability and then to, could just change whatever yeah the ability to oscillate type like the idea that maybe it just randomly has a different type every turn unless it's holding a specific item oh, that's you know cool. Which we've seen with the Arceus system and the Arceus plates and and all of that. Yeah. So, I, think I mean, it's a dual totally type possible. is always a dual type is always fun, but I feel like that does kind of muddy the concept, right? It's like if it can change type, like have the type be just one type mm-hmm. that can change to another one type. Yeah, I I do agree though about the Arceus thing that like it just it is definitely the reflective one, and we've done all of them, and so Gen Ten we will see something different and new. Something big, something new. I know that, again, I think it was Eduardo on Twitter, maybe we spoke about it briefly, uh, has mentioned that in their model of how Pokemon tie into real mythology, there's actually going to be like eight creatures that are like this, uh, but I don't know enough about that. It's to do with the... It's the Jewish symbol, I think. The um, mm. the circles that create the tree of life is right, it. Right. I'm, I'm not super familiar with it. I he, need to he do more goes on in it, but... depth with all of that stuff. I don't <laughs> know really... how. Yeah, I don't it's know wild. how much of it is exactly true. I mean, he believes it to to it. Yeah. You know, he he believes it. But I I don't know. I think yes, they've thought about it. Yes, they're implementing some parts of it. But I don't know if it'll they'll go all the way. I do think that this Arceus part of it they pulled from for sure because mm-hmm. of Arceus itself. Um, and uh, yeah, I think Gen Ten we're in for some big new things. something big. I think the Going story of like the, the story <laughs> of the dragon, yeah, the the legendary dragon from space whose body is used for transfer. I think that is like I'm sort of hoping after Gen Ten at the latest is like done and they tell some new stories because like i feel like i've just seen that a lot and like i Mm -hmm. think this would be the fourth and final chapter in that uh and that's to say even that is to say that the generation before was about um the original dragon which is the kiram thing which will get revisited again probably as part of the gen 10 celebration so yeah yeah we'll see but gen 11 if they do a gen 11 by that point new stories come on 
You know, I really wonder. I could see them pushing the Johto remake into Gen 10 just so we get Kanto in Gen 10. You know what I mean? Because Kanto would be in a Johto remake. Yeah, but then what what would show up in the next? We still have, what, two years? Okay. Well, if you want me to be legit, what needs to show up is a break. No, that's not true. That's not true. Uh, sorry, I can't hear you because I'm currently falling through Mesa Goza City. <laughs> <laughs> we do no, 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 no. Something's gonna I, happen. I, I, Something's I, gonna I, happen. Poke. I I don't think Pokemon will do nothing. I think this is the issue. Is like I don't regardless think of, regardless of what we think would you know. And I agree that like, I mean, I just got I just got done playing like Tears of the Kingdom. Like, that, uh, yeah, that's something phenomenal. I get it. But like at the same point, at the same time. Pokemon, you know, companies work by their yearly turnover and their yearly profits, and I mm-hmm. think there is a degree to which Pokemon, if they want to c- continue producing good games, they also need to work out how to produce sellable in-between stuff, and that's what DLC might well be, and I think that's also what... Uh, I think that's what Ilka had the potential to to be, potentially. It's just like a... I feel like the company handles this. I feel like Ilka's still in the mix. Their games sold also very good. well. Like I don't understand, and they're still doing home. I don't oh yeah, 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 yeah. It, it, people are blaming be. Ilka, but I mean, people were blaming Ilka and saying that that was the problem with BDSP. But now we've seen Scarlet and Violet, and it has had so many more, if not even more. Okay, but it was also more issues. ambitious. Like it is you more have ambitious. To wait sure. two. One is a you know a uh, uh, from above you know linear game. Yeah, the other down. one is a movable camera. You're not creating you're anything new. Yeah, that's a right. good point. But um, but I will say what I would love. They won't do it. What will happen next year will be either an experimental game or like or, or maybe even just an Oka remake. I don't know. But honestly, what I'd be fine with is just more Scarlet and Violet DLC. That I, would be cool. I, I would be like, absolutely. Like, give me just five new Pokemon and then maybe a hundred returning Pokemon. And I'd be like, this is great. Thank you. Yeah, so like, what if after we get these two new batches of DLC, then they go, oh, well, guess what? We still haven't shown you what is in the top right part of the map. And it like, what if that's something? You, are you guys saying could that's be. Kitakami? Like, what? We don't have an answer for I what don't that, think what it's that could be. Like, what is only, that? Is that? Only Soul does. <laughs> it's South Calo. Oh, Soul knows. Great, great Soul knows. No, great. I said awesome. does, not knows. Oh, okay. But, yeah, no. Um, yeah, I don't know about all that. I do think that Soul uh, knows something. I think that Ilka is done, but I don't think that the concept is done like what Toby was saying. Like uh that they they'll have another um company take care of other games, let's other say other projects. So, yeah, other projects, exactly. Or not even a company us but new edit. Pokemon Snap DLC. No. I know I it's not mainline, snap. but that is Dusty, you haven't played it. You can't say that. Oh, uh, new stuff is great, mate. You gotta play. I'm sure it's, it's fun. I'm sure it's Pokemon fun. Neither of these two have played it, Toby. Neither just, of them. I just That's beat the fourth temple in Tears of Kingdom last night. I'm like, great. I'm gonna go get, make some more food. I think I'm gonna go build the house, and then I'm gonna go take on whatever's <laughs> fine. In, in but Hyrule. like, new Pokemon Snap is genuinely the best, in my opinion, that Pokemon have ever looked. They look insane. It's it's, they, it's beautiful. They but look that way. Smash Bros. Smash Bros. But, really it, but it is a very linear game. Yes, you. There are yeah. different paths you can take, and that's why it looks so good. Something that I started thinking it's about was not like, as linear as you. It's not as linear as the first one. Like there's a lot still, of joy. It. Like it, it is linear in the sense that there is one path, but the Pokemon. It's not like you can go look behind them. Things. Yeah, but the Pokemon 
they will be it's not like like in the first one you're yeah. going to start out on that one and a doe duo is going to run out in front of you and it was it's the not like that in this in this one sometimes you'll start out and there'll be a pikachu fighting a crawler sometimes sure. there'll be a crawler on the other end of the beach and the pikachu's mm -hmm. just walking around you i know, feel like, like a, it, it is different yeah i'll definitely play it at some point i feel like a big issue is that game freak doesn't want to relinquish their their 30 30 or 33 33 33 split on Pokemon, right? I get it. Yeah. Which is why I think those games where it's like, you know, I, I think BDSP is, again, just a clever way of testing the water. Do people want, like, would they buy the same game again? Like, would they, and the answer is, yeah, probably. 100%. Um, I was kind of a little shocked back, and this is getting a little bit derailed, but I, I was getting a, I, I was quite shocked back in the day when, uh, well, I guess earlier this year when the, virtual console gba got announced and i was just oh not virtual console though but the the switch online gba and yeah. gbc and yeah. sitting there going these are the best selling games of that console how is that not a thing um and i know people would argue oh you had the rights and like how do you handle that no, between all these companies and i'm just Pokemon. like they would handle it like there's right. a lot of money on the table if they so like, it it's not like i'm trying to do it and they're like yeah. who are you it's so it I might well be the case that they don't they're... want it to be free like they don't want the, I mean, you know, obviously the it's not free, but you know, they don't like we could tack an if, extra price I, tag. I think, it was too, you, I think it was too I think it was too close to the reveal or to the release of Scarlet and Violet and it would just like interrupt the hype and the the need and the yeah. want for a new game, which is DLC later this year. Yeah. So now I'm starting to think this isn't gonna happen until until 2024 mid-year like in the summer or something there's gonna be a time like i mean you say sort of about like you know gen 10 like the idea of like before gen 10 comes out gen you know gen 1 coming out as a as a again like a hype builder i think what we, we in when we zoom out away from the dlc we realize that 2024 in 2025 a build up to that 30th anniversary and probably gen 10 this is pokemon's last huge anniversary until yeah. like the 50th 50, at this point yeah there is so much importance on that date and on whatever that game is and i think that whatever gets revealed at pokemon day next year whether it's nothing or whether it's a whole string of things all of it is within the context of that date i think it's all about how do we now gear people up ready get them excited get make pokemon a huge kind of cultural moment um like to like beyond what just just an ordinary game release concert and I, th I think they're just kind of like they've got every option to play with they can do what? ilka remakes they can do legends they can do let's go if they wanted they can do uh re-releases of old games they can do more dlc they could do more so dlc for, for legends arceus like what's their oyster I, well, I, I don't know. It's like, what are they? What would like? What would be deserving of that though? Because I feel like, like in a lot of ways, it's like, I love Johto, but how important is that really for the series? Right? I love you, know. Very important. How it's important Pokemania, is that? It, it's part of the Pokemania age. Um, and also, it's yeah. it's also like like we think the OG is Kanto, but if you think about it, the OG is really Kanto and Johto because that was yeah, the that's, that's plan, basically what you, know? you just said. Yeah, yeah. It's like that is Pokemania. Both of them. Yeah. Well, and yeah. and also, Jota. I mean, and Jota quite literally has Kanto in it. So that alone is reason enough for Game Freak to go, boom, we got yeah. to put Kanto in. <laughs> yeah, it's interesting. I, because I, it's like a fleeting. It's like one moment. It's like okay, this is the year we're gonna do it, and it's. It, it, but what what I I mean, it's like 
What I want though is like a shakeup of the franchise, which I don't I don't have any confidence in that anymore. Um, I'm like I don't that, think that, if that's gonna happen, I think that will be after Gen Ten. Uh, yeah, it it just, might be Gen Ten, but like, like something as big as like fine. an open no no open world game. We already have that. Uh, no, like sure. an MMO <laughs> game, right? Where it's like kind of what Lumi was saying, where it's like you go somewhere and you just it's like what if Gen? So this okay, this is something I was thinking about earlier. Pokemon Home being backwards compatible now completely blurs the lines of what a generation really is. Yeah, like a generation now is like a console, like a con- like a Switch. Like a, the, the life, any game that's on a Switch mm. is that current generation. So what if Generation Ten they introduce a game where every two years, let's say, they introduce they add on like a new mm. region, something exploratory like that, right? The next, you know, that's the other context that's happening is we are coming to the end of probably the Switch's you know main lifespan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They will know they will be developing with that in mind as to what's coming out next. I really think that, it, and also you got to think about this company going okay. What is the 50 year plan? Do we, we've gone for 20, you know, 25, 30 years. We've been a very successful company doing the same thing over and over and over again. Will that, that will that kind of routine continue to be successful for another 30 years yeah. or will actually by generation 15 16 are people going to be so disenfranchised if we keep doing the same thing? I think they've really rinsed this formula for a lot. And it might be the case that actually there's still a lot of longevity in that, but they might go, do you know what? We need to use that 30th anniversary, that generation 10, that new like Nintendo console as an opportunity to set up what the future of Pokemon is going to be for the next like 20 years. Like they are, Man. they're going to be thinking in that scale. I hope. I think so. I agree. Yeah. I, the they, original... I think they have to, if they want to continue to survive, I think that's just how it is. They had a what real are we thinking for Gen 10 region? <laughs> for where it's gonna be, yeah, like where, where is it gonna be? Where it's not gonna be China. It's no. gonna be New England. It's gonna be Boston, <laughs> New Hampshire. It's gonna be yeah. Oh I think that's God. what it's gonna be. That would be sick. All right. I would. I would. It, it, it attaches full time Bakugan player then. <laughs> <laughs> so I was kind of kidding, but that would be kind of sick if they made a region that would like actually connected to Unova because that's you know Unova is gonna be the the, the Gen Five remake. That actually be kind of sick. Bro. In New England, I was Australia. kidding, but New England does actually connect to you, New York. So. Do Australia? Australia is sick. Australia feels like it's like it's a continent, it's a country, it's a it's its own culture. It's like mm-hmm. legendary when it comes to like all the different, um, or like notorious for all the different like animals and unique creatures that are there. It's like hostile. It's also mm-hmm. like you know what I'm saying. Like it's I feel like it's just like Australia. I think we're gonna know by. So let's say Gen 10, let's say, for example, Gen 10, 2026, 2027, I think by 2029, 2030, we will know more or less what Pokemon's going to look like for the next 20 years. Like, I think, I think we will know, like, uh, so this is their plan. It is either yeah. continue just doing more of the same or is they're shifting into this new direction. And I really think that will be it for the, for the long haul. Um, and kind of if you're if if I'm still sitting there in whatever our equivalent of Gen Eleven is, and I'm going, you know, I'm not really enjoying it. Yeah, that's just going to be Pokemon for the future. Yeah. I think there, I'm, there my might hope just is be a big some, change. There definitely might just be some growing pains right now. I feel like this last five years, mm-hmm. all all of these 3D games have just been like lacking in terms of like mm-hmm. 
how they're actually delivered. Like, I feel like if you go back, all of the older games are still just, they cut corners all the same in all the 2D games, but it's just, you can't see the cut I corners. I think this idea of past and future would be a wonderful way to get us ready and transition yeah. us into a world where we have, you know, I've seen, we see a lot of those games like the Octopath Travelers oh. and the, all of that stuff where we could see a world where it's 3D world, 2D sprites, and you get that charm and that character and you oh, don't need to that. be creating big complex 3d models that have crazy battle animations you do it all within this pixel art form i you know they know that while pokemon audiences well there are young pokemon audiences of course there are that's a huge part of the demographic there is this kind of nostalgic older fan base that is a big part of that i think they could appease us both um but we'll see we'll see i think you know if if there's a generation to to experiment with that again i hope Gens 10 to 11 is like the time mm-hmm. to do it. They've, agree, agree. So so in 2016, I think it was 2016, when Pokemon Go launched and it actually blew up, that was a huge revival for Pokemon. That was when Pokemon was actually put back into the number one grossing, what is it, media franchise mm-hmm. of whatever, right? So that's we're, we're coming on 10 years of that status and that hype. That was like... Okay, so like I feel like what they've done since then is try all these different formulas and things mm-hmm. have failed... Right, things have failed, but they've also I I feel like with the main they've hit some winners as well. They have hit some winners, and I feel like I feel like they also. So we we were we were looking at the uh, the 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 numbers, right? The financial numbers of like how well these games have sold and how much money was made, and I I wonder if they don't necessarily are looking for if they're not necessarily looking for like like the best of the best. I wonder if they're actually willing to try things and be comfortable with just like mediocrity when it comes to like a, an interesting spin-off, right? Just to try it out, right? Cuz they're obviously not losing money, but like I I so what I'm I'm sorry, I'm what I'm thinking about is the 2D games. Like those sound so amazing to me, but Lumi says it as a younger person that he doesn't like that. And I'm sure there's plenty of people who don't like that. I'm right? not that young. No, I know, but but right <laughs> yeah. that's true. You right? You you don't like those, right? No. I don't want the 2D games. I love the 2D games. I love the 2D games. But I am like, you know, okay, we're... It's 2023. Give me me something that's... One thing I look for in Pokemon is uh, immersiveness. That's why I know that a lot of... uh, a lot of older fans don't really care as much about camping, picnicking, those things. But I like those things just because, to me, it's like... that's, That's what it's... That's what's real. Like, if... Yeah, I'm sorry, but if I had a Pokemon, I would be picnicking. But that, with that could still be done in a that could still be done in a sprite art style. Like, yeah, I but, don't think... but the sprite art style now, and and I have a counterpoint to my own argument here. The sprite <laughs> art style is not quite as immersive. However, counterpoint, uh, neither is a 3D game where I'm just clipping through the ground yeah. half. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. I, 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 I disagree. Like, I disagree in that, like, when you look at the sprites and like the sprite animations of Gen two, three, four, five, you're looking at these like really. Like, if they have limited amount of frames to convey what's the personality of this these creatures, and they often are really depicted as creatures, and that to me is more immersive yeah. than the toys that we're looking right. at Togekiss. in the modern days, where it's just like. Yep, that is what every Togekiss looks like, no matter how you frame it, no matter how you angle it. That's just what 
Togekisses looks like, and it, it it doesn't have. I felt a lack of like personality. I mean, people talk about like the old Ken Sugimori art style, looking like you know depictions that you would find in an adventurer's notebook of a creature mm-hmm. posed as it would with that attitude. And that you know, and when you look at it, when you look at a lot of those creatures as they are in the more official art now, they're very like. Um, I don't know how to describe it. It's very much like, this is the official art. This is how it yes. looks. Do not break the mold. It's like a cartoon yeah. character. I don't know how to describe it. I feel like I'm articulating poorly. I've seen a lot of great videos on the subject, though. And I, I yeah. Agree. No, yeah, I, I mean, and I, I don't judge anyone who, like, I totally understand the logic of, you know, oh, I love the 2D games. Let's go back to that. Uh, and I, to be frank, while I don't want to go back to 2D games, I don't want another... I don't want the next game to be open world. I, mm-hmm. I like it linear. I think that yeah. uh, I think Sword and Shield was on. I think Sword and Shield was closer to being no. on the. Hear me out. Hear me out. Okay, right. I think Sword and Shield was closer to being on the right track than um, uh, than Paldea was. Just because um, now I think Sword and Shield dropped the ball. But I liked the idea, just the basic idea of having a like linear game where it's like okay, you've done this. Now you need to go here. But there is an open world you know what i mean like yeah. not not world like so where you for can me go what anywhere, that is but an expansive area so the but solu- their routes sucked their routes was were way too linear and hmm. that needed to change for me that success was legends arceus yes where there were like you go I here agree. then here then here but there's little oh, there's little biomes that you play around with and in like and then once you level up, you go back to other areas, and there's new things to unlock. New explore. I didn't yeah, feel like Legends there was is a good example. I Scarlet jumped to Sword and Shield because it's the traditional formula. But yeah. that's what I'd say is do Legends I think Arceus, Legends, but in a traditional formula. Like Legends yeah, Arceus with like little communities that live in each area. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, you know that kind of thing, and, and yeah, like totally like more areas that are locked off by way of progression that you can go back and go back, mm-hmm. like come back to. I think that's really like that's the future for me, where I'm like, okay, if you're going to continue doing 3D Pokemon, that's what I want to see. Like when um, I'm playing um, Tears of the Kingdom, yeah, I go back to areas and people are selling things. I'm like, that's so cool. Well, yeah, and, that's and there's like old characters that I ran into, and then now they're there. I'm like, that's I awesome. like. I like when the games uh, make you backtrack as well. Like I liked that, uh, you know, in, in Sinnoh, you go down through Hardhome, then you go yeah. up to Pastoria, or not Pastoria, Veilstone, go down to Pastoria, and then you're back in Hardhome. You know, and, and sometimes they'll even kind of send you on like fetch quests. Like you'll get to a city and they'll be mm. like, oh, well, I need this thing. And it's only in the city mm. that you were in two cities ago. I do like that a lot. And that was something else about, I, I guess it's open world that caused it to be like this. But I felt like in Paldea, when I visited an area, that area was, once I did You're the thing done. there, it's useless. You're done. I feel yeah. like Pokemon has been matter. trying to streamline a lot of, like, I see it mostly, like, in the bat. Like, they're trying to, like, make everything convenient. So, back in the day, right, there was a move learner. The only place you could use the move learner was in one specific town. Let's say, right. uh, Falarber Town or whatever, right? So... That used that like that was like interesting back then because it's like oh there's a reason to go back there I can like mm-hmm. relive it right at different points in my journey but what they've done instead is that you can do that from any point so now from there's your, like no yeah. purpose to ever go back to any town ever right yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah like the too. only the only places relevant are like Porto Marinara and um and then uh, or Marinata yeah. whatever it is and then uh, Marinara. the um, Marinara sauce uh, but. <laughs> And then the, the I don't even remember the name of it, but the Shout ghost out. gym town. 
because yeah. you can do uh, bottle caps there. This is a little bit where the underwhelmedness hit me when I looked at the DLC. And to be quite frank, like I looked at Kisakame and I looked at the Terrarium and I just went, mm-hmm. yay, more no, dead exactly. space for me to explore. Yeah. I'm saying that heartbroken, right? I'm a Pokemon fan. Right. I want to be excited for these things. I really, really do. Um, but that's how Scarlet Violet left that kind of taste in my mouth. And like, mm-hmm. for me, what I love about Legends Arceus and where I think they they hit the nail on the head so well is that those spaces are really fun to jump between and to go like, oh, I'm going to go to the ice area. There's that group of Pokemon, there's, you know, this here. And um, that there's unique things to do in each area. Re- like, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I, don't know. I kind of had the same problem with it. I kind of had the same problem with Legends Arceus, though. I felt the same yeah. way about it. Yeah, because once you you were in an area, you kind of were done with the area. Like, there's nothing more yeah. to do once you go there. Once you catch the the Pokemon from there, and it's yeah. even easier to catch Pokemon there. So I and there was less Pokemon, even more so. So I have that same feeling with Legends Arceus. But interesting. Yeah, the, yeah. the thing. No, but but in Legends, to me. Well, you- Catching was the most fun of all. <laughs> I used to yeah, hate it's, catching it's, Pokemon until I didn't even like it on Let's Go. But yeah, until I'm, Legends Arceus, I'm a more like classic. Yeah, uh, Pokemon that's, star that's, that's how I am with. I'm uh, I'm with you on that. So that's why I said like the Legends formula of segmented open worlds, but still like you can't go to point B until you've done yeah. what you need to do in point A. Mm-hmm. But there's so much to explore in point A other than just the thing you need to do. I think that's a great formula. Just you know, instead of Legends Arceus, I do want I want gems. I want I want Pokemon battles. Um, you know, I like yes. how Tears of the yes, Kingdom they... has like all these micro ecosystems or economies, micro economies. Whether they're like what are they called? Uh, you get the Koroks for inventory, and you got the uh, you get the the Wisps for like reclaiming old stuff. Oh, I see like, what you're saying. Yeah, like that's what Pokemon is missing. I feel like they have they have money, and they have now the Battle League or points whatever but you can substitute either one for anything and then it's like you go throughout the region and there's all these things to pick up but it's like there's no purpose for any of them like none of it feels important yeah i i've been building up um my bankroll of battle points in pokemon home for about five years yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> i had oh it's not five years because it's not been around that long yeah, but yeah, I, I, I pretty much has just come out and I have no idea what to spend these battle points on because I'm just that like just life I've, I've got effectively endless money in the world of Pokemon and I just don't know what to do with any. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, that doesn't mean anything. It is really good if if you do a lot of competitive. If you're into competitive, yeah, right, like, sure, I, I do sure. competitive. I mean, I've got a whole channel where I do battle videos, and I mean, so I I utilize it. Uh, very. I mean, I'm broke all the time. Mm. So, so, you, gotta, so you, gotta, you gotta take get some from Toby. I'm starting to really like the idea we mentioned earlier, but like let's. I think it'd be a really interesting solution if the Generation 10 game was, you know, just your classic Pokemon game, but then instead of immediate DLC, maybe they have these other companies in the interim, um, they have these other companies produce, like, more experimental games, whether they're BDSP or or 2D, whatever, and then maybe, like, let's say two years later, not three years, but two years later, after the main series Gen 10 game, they they give us another game, and it's not Generation 11, but it's like another region that we could go to as post game for Gen 10, or because it's a DLC, you start your adventure in Generation 10, whatever region that is, and the first gym you choose could be in that new area, in that new region that came two years later. So basically, now you have this like over the course of maybe like six years, so it'll be like two, two, two. Like you have this like ever evolving region. It's the same engine. They can continue to like fix it. I'm because. 
games can really be, you know, I always go back to Skyrim. Like, I've played that game so many times in so many different fashions. Every time you play it, mm-hmm. there's a new way to play it. And what I miss in Pokemon games is the replayability. Again, going back to everything being convenient, there's yeah. no reason to reset my game and, like, play through it again, right? It's just like, yeah. let me, I mean, you can do it, obviously. But in I, fact, it's de-incentivized it because is. the opening of those yeah. games are so, even, even Legends Arceus, which is my favorite, yeah. I think the opening of Pokemon games nowadays are Freaking criminal! Like, yeah. Sun and Moon is like, it, yeah, it it's like two hours. Yeah, really, it's a fe- it's awful. And but like, how much fun would it be? And this is why I go. I'm like, this would be the coolest thing in the world if I could start up a Kanto game, yeah. and then play through it. But then like, but then like go to Johto after. All right, maybe that's a bad example. It's but you know what I'm saying. Like to just it, like if I were to boot up the Gen 10 game and then go to the other yeah. region first and then. You would to also do this. You would also have to make it where those, you know, nine to sixteen gyms are scaling, mm-hmm. right? They have mm-hmm. to like now not be, you know, level ten mm-hmm. Pokemon, level twenty Pokemon, level thirty. They got to be scaled up as well. So there's probably mm-hmm. a bunch of issues. I have no idea. If you're a game developer, let or a game planner, whatever, like let me know if any of this makes sense. It, it but to me, what what how it, could it be any different than DLC? That's how I'm looking at it. Because when mm-hmm. we we're gonna get DLC at the end of the year. And if you do start a new game, you're going to be able to go to the DLC first, or at least that's what you could do in uh, yeah, once Scarlet you get, uh, and Sword yeah. and Once you get the Mesa Goza, you can do Kitakami. I think with all, all uh, of these, not Blueberry. With all these games like like Skyrim, Fallout, Zelda to a degree, like yeah. there's always the the early Vault, or with Skyrim, there's the early Attack on Helgen, and then there's like all these things, and it's like trying to keep that bit relatively short or if it is going to be long mm-hmm. like i think tears of the kingdom's intro where you've got to do the um that the is so Sky island it oh is quite God. long it, it is yeah. no denying but one as soon as it, like first of all it's a really fun tutorial yeah, to engage with yeah. you can combat it a number of different ways and definitely incentivize that re- replayability uh but then also like the moment it's over do we want do what you want i really yeah. think pokemon does that and has managed to do that in that like once you get to mezagoza you can do that but it's that first portion in my mind is just it's not fun to engage yeah, with it's like, not I, fun. I, I, I just want to get it over and done with so i can get the to the game, game that i was promised not feel like a chore yeah i feel I mean, the same it doesn't, it doesn't, Arceus, honestly it doesn't like, the first Arceus. time obviously <laughs> if you want to um, play it again the, i don't know like even with the first time, it just because it's like walk here, dialogue, walk here, dialogue, mm-hmm. walk here, dialogue, and it's just like let me engage with the world, let me, yeah. you know, make some decisions, let me choose right. something to say that this was my run through. Even um, when you get to the first area in Legends Arceus, it's still like that oh, for a little it bit. Is so I feel yeah, like it really is. Still. Like it's it really not is. until you start unlocking rides that you're able to branch I, out. I desperately no, like, before tell people, that even. Like, yeah, you think? I feel it like it still takes a long time though to get yeah, to before then. It's about two hours. Yeah, but you can. Yeah, but you can still capture. So uh, what, what I'm pushing back on is the the intro can, of Legends Arceus is slow, but it's not like it starts. It, it's not like it's prolonged until you can get ride Pokemon. I feel like the game's a lot of fun when you don't have ride Pokemon. If when I was playing that game, like it was scary. It felt so scary to and like everything felt way more important navigating mm. on foot. Um, have you replayed yeah. Legends Arceus? Uh, a couple months ago, yeah. Okay, because I was going to say because I feel like 
I feel like, though, that wouldn't be true if, again, like we're discussing, you beat the game and then you boot it back up, restarted. You know, like, yeah. it's not the as boring scary was now a... because I just did it. Yeah, that, that's, that's, that, that could be true. So that's more of a first-time playthrough. But, but I think it's like you can still capture Pokemon, right? It's like yeah, the, yeah, yeah. The, the older yeah, intros can. were, you know, you get off. And to be fair, Scarlet and Violet does that like a little bit in that once you've got Maridon Coridon, but before Mezagoza, there is an area where like, yeah, you mm-hmm. know, where there the is, ruinous, one of the ruinous quartet is and you get to explore it and that kind of thing. And like, that's fine. But I really feel like it's by that point, the tutorial should be over and you should be free to like go and do whatever it is you want to do. Like yeah, that like, is yeah. the point. Where Why that, didn't they just say, hey. You know, Coridon and Miraidon, uh, like, when you get to the city, you could probably ride on that. And then now you can ride on it. Like, yeah, instead, they made you go through the whole, the treasure hunt begins. Oh, now you can ride it. All that. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like they should have allowed you to do that. And just, I mean, they could have just had the gyms, like, be closed because you haven't yet activated the treasure hunt. Yeah, they they could have, I mean, there were easy ways to get around it. Or just, like, you go do the gyms, and then at some point you come back and there's, like, this, oh, there's a, actually there's a gym chat. Oh, my goodness, look how many badges you already have. That's kind of wild. That's, like, you know, and you can do it in any <laughs> sure. order that, that you know, that plenty of people will go straight to Mezagoza and see those cutscenes in the correct mm-hmm. order, but, like, I think it really should just be up to people to choose whatever yeah. story suits them best. And I, I think that's what's I, always been Pokemon. I agree with all of that. I would have just loved level scaling. I don't want to go into like a big yeah level scaling was for me, but yeah. just that if that was level scaled, then it would make all the difference. Then I would be like, yes, everyone so, should be able to go do whatever you I want. I actually am anti level scaling. Really controversially so, yeah. and that is and that is on the basis that it, maybe there's still a way of handling it. But if your Pokemon are level ten. And the game goes, okay, you're going to the first gym, your Pokemon are level 10, we want to give you a little bit of challenge, so they're going to make them level 12, right? And that doesn't matter which gym you've done, which gym you come up to, it's going to be a level 12 Pokemon. Uh, And now you do that, and you go to your next gym, and your Pokemon are level 20, and they go, I want to give you a little bit of challenge, so this is your second gym, Uh, they're like level 22, 23. What that means is that Game Freak is deciding the difficulty of these gyms. And I actually think that's a bad thing because if they, they decide, are anyways, aren't they? Um, no, because ultimately you can decide to go to a later gym and have a harder time okay, on that sure. one first. You know, and I actually think that's better that you have the choice of difficulty than your than Game Freak. Because if Game Freak decide that the correct level of difficulty for each gym is about three or four levels higher than wherever you are. Then you are all like every yeah, battle is the same. Do well, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, no, I no, get no, what I you get mean. I, I think still... the solution is to have a have a bottom, have like a have like a level minimum. Then, if you were to beat three gyms, right, in any order, if they're like the eighth, eight, you beat the eight, seven, six gym, right? That's three gym badges. Now you have. I feel like the rest of the badges. If, when you go on, let's say, then you go to. Uh, you know, gym number one, that should be probably scaled up to wherever gym four would be, because that'd be the fourth badge. Mm. Only for those lower ones, the oh, ones that are like saying, so maybe, maybe the scaling is not based on the level of your Pokemon, it's based on the number of badges, and so right. you still have the choice of, yeah. do I bring in lower level Pokemon just to make it a bit more difficult for myself? I think that's the thing for me, it's like, yes, I, I, I agree with you, I think it's kind of fun to be like, let's do the hard thing first, that's like a fun challenge, right? But then where it gets boring is that if you you know that's you gonna go back you and do, do the, the hard stuff eventually first. you you gotta do right. all the easy do the stuff now which first. is it's just a chore and you're gonna steamroll it yeah you're done. my issue is i want neither i don't want the hard thing first and the easy <laughs> thing later yeah. i want 
a decent level yeah, of challenge throughout right. the or, game. Like, or you know, maybe that's something. I mean, that's really what we're talking about in the end. It's just I, like how yeah. hard it is. Like how it's a challenge. Yeah. I think yeah. scaling is also like super fun though. Cause like I've, I mean, for years now, I remember seeing like, like I, I'll see this on like on Twitter or, or Reddit or something where people will be like, here's Brock's gym at every, you know, at every gym level, one, when you have one badge, two badges, three badges, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and you get, and you get to see like the progression of their team. And then all mm-hmm. of a sudden, that's another thing where an open world Pokemon game makes a lot of sense because you actually get to experience the game differently every time you play it. Right? There needs to be more of those things where, where your unique experience is a unique experience. Um, and I feel like that can't, that shouldn't even be difficult to do. It's just like that's like eight. What eight? You create eight trainers, and then depending on the depending on the like uh you know qualifier that's what trainer you fight it's brock at mm. gym level six and then he's got a kabuto or something i don't know mm. i'm going back a bit here but have you guys seen james turner's new game like have you seen the trailer for it oh uh, yes where it's like hopping like it's almost like they're toys they're like they're little or something i vaguely remember yeah it. yeah i just made zero sense but that's fine <laughs> i know i know what you meant it's, Thank you. Toby's on the same page as me. Oh, we yeah. connected. Well, you guys just had that moment again. Realization. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, this game looks incredible. And oh, I don't know, to me at least. And I was just thinking about it when you guys were talking about the 2D, 3D debate. And it oh, does that's both. so cool. I don't, have a, like, I, don't, I don't have a layout for this. If you guys want to stop talking for a second, I can show it on screen. One second. You guys Better actually, you actually did. Okay, I don't even know if I have the layout. For one for it. second. No, this isn't gonna work. It's not gonna work. Anyways, anyway, all right. leave it in there. Don't edit that out. I'm not gonna edit it out. This is <laughs> I, so cool. I, I, I went it's like Paper Mario. Yeah, it it is like kind of like Paper Mario or like um, what was the, the... Plucky Squire? Yeah, the Plucky Squire. The, okay. The one that you played, no, I'm Dirty Dan. Zach, maybe was the um, the the Zelda one that you like. Uh, I played Link's Awakening. I played Link's Awakening. Awakening. I didn't play the most recent one though. I played the original. Oh, okay. Well, either way, that's that's kind of the idea that they're going for, but it's all like yep. hand drawn. Either way, he was working at Game Freak, and I'm just like, get this guy back and do this. With, with <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I, I I truly very much believe that like taking a more definitive artistic style, like it, this does not need to be a fight about 3D versus 2D. There are so mm-hmm. many ways to incorporate sprite art or 2d drawings into the world of pokemon and i think that like even to call these things experimental is kind of weird like even in the genre of movies we've seen that like spider-verse was was really you know it was really experimental but actually now we're i mean it was experimental and because of the success of it we're now at a point where actually puss in boots and teenage ninja turtles are like it's experimental because it wasn't it hasn't been done before but but this will work and I and think there are so many successful artistic games that are coming out, and I just want Pokemon to I would yell at them like, come on, take a risk, dang it. And I think BDSP was kind of that, but it just like No, when you put, yeah, BDSP should have been Zelda Awakening. You know, when you put it side by side with Link's Awakening, Link's Awakening looks so difference. much nicer. It's hugely different. Yeah. Yeah, and it's because of the art style. I don't do it. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, I, and I think we talk about two D versus three D because, like, you know, as someone who's not an artist, that's the only thing that my brain can like comprehend. Of course, like, mm. you know, you hang out with Phoebe a lot, who's like, yeah, I'm sure you're like you're in that space all the time. 
Uh, so yeah, I, I, this this art style by James Turner is, is sick. This is so cool. Yeah, it's super nice. I didn't even. No, think I'm just that like this could I'm exist. on a rabbit hole looking at all like if the pictures of it. This trailer, you will be very impressed. I think I was just like, what? It's he so had this cool. much talent the whole time. I mean, I know he made points. Wow, dang soul, that's <laughs> a sick burn. No, he I, he did. James it's Turner. Not a burn. It's it's that they they were I don't know like hiding him or something. There's a lot going on. No, there. no, no. J- James Turner, his He's talent was always there since Gen Seven. I mean, the man and, made Poipole and Naganadal. You know, that's yeah. nothing else matters. Not only that, honestly, like I've been talking up Gen Eight for a bunch of these episodes, and he was the art director, so I, yeah. I can't be too surprised. Mm. I want to mm. play this game so bad. There's like a little old man, um, like painting by the <laughs> by the lily pads and the in the pond. That's so cool. That's a crazy game. That could but be there are also just lots of beautiful games in the world right now. Like I've been, I know this is old school now. I've been playing Hollow Knight recently and enjoying it. Oh yeah, Tunic yes. is Tunic is a game that I am just head over heels for. And like again, would love to see the Pokemon world depicted like that. There's so many interesting ways they could do it. And I think oh, that is cool. I, I yeah. think if when when I think back to the world of like okay, Black and White two have just come out, and the 3ds is the thing. And, you know, we've seen Pokemon on the big screen a couple times. The idea of 3D at that time, you couldn't have convinced me not, like, that wasn't worth trying. Yeah. Like, we absolutely needed to see Pokemon right, like become Battle this. Revolution well, what, the best advertisement right, for it. 100%. Isn't it hilarious um, that, like, uh, that Masuda used to say, like, Pokemon is only a handheld video game. For my whole life, Pokemon, I never conceived that it could be on the big screen. And mm. now it's just like, it's like, of course it's on the big screen. And I think... They jumped to 3D, and then the boom happened with Pokemon Go, and now now they're like, there's no turning back. We ha- right? That's kind of what the mindset is. I I think they've they've got to take more risks. They've got to do more their creative artsy stuff. I will you know? propose to you something I, with the whole um, Super Mario Wonder and the Ooh. the recent like Sonic, the new Sonic game as well. They both went back to yeah, their like yeah, yeah. original <laughs> thing, but in this like really beautifully done graphic style i think that it could be on the horizon for us to get something similar we'll to see this. i think Tunic like i so say fun. by the time whatever to and again maybe the concept of generations <laughs> will be out the window yeah. but like by the, yeah. by the time we get to 2030 and whatever version of generation you know 11 exists like by that point we'll know pretty well whether like Mm -hmm. pokemon is like doubling down and they're like this is the thing this is this is the routine that has worked for us and will continue to work or whether they're you know trying out new stuff and actually they've got some big 20-year plan for the like new rebooted world of pokemon that you know and i think gen 10 is a wonderful hinge point because it's the point where you revisit gen 5 and you say wow look at where we were halfway along Here's where we are now. Look how yeah. di- this is the best of Sprite world, and this is the best of 3D world. Yeah, and now's the time to try it together. I don't know, but yeah, hey. they showcase both of those things. Yeah, we've come a long way from the DLC discussion. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yes. Is there I anything can... else you guys want to talk about for the DLC? I feel like we touched. I have a lot of one it. question for Toby about the DLC. All right, hit me. We got. It's really not that big. <laughs> what do you think about the three uh, loyal Pokemon, and now that you've seen them in 3D? <laughs> I like Monkey Dory. Uh, yeah, I like them. I I think they look good. I don't know. I don't know. I don't. I, I don't think we have any negatives. What, what do you, what do you think, think the, about them? Wasn't it? Wasn't it the last time we spoke? You didn't like them. Was that you? I think it was you. I don't think we've talked to Toby since Possibly. DLC was announced. We talked to him before DLC was announced. Like when oh, okay. we last had him on. 
I thought I was under the impression you didn't like them. So that's why I asked. I did I don't remember ever not liking one. them. No. I think no, I might have Soul loves up. Monkey Dory. He says it's probably his favorite Pokemon of all time. I that, think Monkey Dory is really not cool. True. Yeah, <laughs> that's speculation. Yeah, right. From from his point of view. Um, since you asked me though, I do. Yeah. I like I like Okie Dogi a lot. Yeah, yeah. Okie Dogi's cute. They have good colors. They got good color schemes. Yeah, they they are interesting. They grew on me a bit now, but when As I first saw them, the best. Yeah, I you're not you're nuts. You don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I let him in. They're really not that exciting. Do you like, I'm actually like, like the wings, though, Lumi? Because the, loom, the, the, the wings, wings are the, the um, best part. Have you seen the 3D model? Yeah. It's kind of weird. Was it you who saw who was <laughs> I like... Think great. I think Fessendipity gained a little weight. Yeah, she yeah, kind of he said too. that, yeah. No, it, but that's the it's thing. The Fessendipity was always bigger. It always had mm-hmm. a, a like kind of puffy chest, like, you know, mm-hmm. an, an almost turkey body. Because it's a pheasant. It does look like a turkey, but anyway, that's um, that's it. Yeah, I think I think we've talked about plenty. Toby, thanks for being on uh, the show today. Thank you so much for having me. It's always a blast to talk yeah, with you guys about this stuff. I'm excited to to watch that's your fun. video with Lumi. I didn't even I know, know right? Was happening. We got like, two videos, videos plural. Videos. We got. I'm gonna do the plug. We got two videos coming out across July on my channel. I'm telling you, the thumbnails. Um, oh. And uh, they cover oh, cool. a lot of the topics we've talked about today with little bits of extras, all packaged in to tell nice little theory stories i could not have made them without lumi because i really just like i was feeling so oh i don't know about the dlcs and then we just got talking about it and it was like oh idea after idea after idea. It was really cool so look out for those they'll be on my channel but i keep it so be that's very go. good they are they'll be good. in the description I, if you're listening I, yeah what's up i i was just gonna say i really think like i was telling him uh you know there's one focused on indigo disc one focused on teal mask they both are amazing but I feel like like the one that spoke to me the most is the teal mask one. I feel like is is like the next like we killed Gary's Radicate. Like it is a classic <laughs> Pokemon theory. Like it's going to be something people talk about for ages. Uh, Man, oh, that's when we've we've not revealed the big thing. That, yeah, the big yeah. thing about that. Uh-huh. I see oh. what you did there. <laughs> you guys are oh, so no dirty. <laughs> <laughs> I'm hiding away. I'm ready. Yeah. I'm pumped. I can't wait to see it. Link in the description. Leave a review if you're listening on Spotify or iTunes. Subscribe if, if you have not already. Uh, yeah, and we'll see you next time. Peace. Serrano's evil. Bye.